You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Ramblers Podcast, your favorite black reality TV show shit-talking podcast. I am one third of your host. I am Jeremy. I go by Black Dante on Twitter. That's all you really need to know. And I am joined by my friends, my co-hosts, and fellow pieces of shit. Uh, speak for your motherfucking self. Hello, mm. everybody. Mm. It is I, Candace. Known on all social media is not so newlywed PC. Uh, I don't have any AKAs. I just kind of want to get into the shit, but before we do that, I'm going to bring in our third and final co-host. Curtis is here. What up? I'm here. Might be trash. Might be trash. Might not be trash. Um, Don't find me on social media. I don't like y'all. <laughs> um, Do we have any announcements? Buy a fucking ticket to the live show. That's my announcement, yes. okay? Yes. Yeah. Buy a ticket. Okay. Um, buy some merch, uh, leave some five-star ratings and reviews if you're not going to spend a little dime. Uh, that's pretty much it. The usual, you know, the usual. There's some uh-huh. panhandlers out here. <laughs> Curtis. We, we offer uh-huh. services. <laughs> okay. Curtis, because where my mind just went, fuck you. <laughs> he trying to go set fund us. us. No, <laughs> no, I'm not playing. Okay, we could use my angry ass cool? emails and shit. No, um, how could no. y'all on Retro Ramblers girl leave us alone? Curtis, fuck you. No, give me your own thing to set you up for the okie doke. I was like, I see what he's trying to do. I'm not right. playing. I'm gonna be talking right about I might be on some trash. Meanwhile, this nigga start off on some trash. Meanwhile. Back at the fucking ranch. Okay. Uh-uh. In the mind of Curtis and shit. Nope. I'm just Anyways, saying. We live in no. a capitalist society. No. We can do it too. Because I'm, I'm about to go get on a tangent. Meanwhile, it takes us days to reach our motherfucking goal. <laughs> <Over here. laughs> Good look, everybody. <laughs> oh, happy holidays, uh, motherfuckers. <laughs> okay, let, let me we get this. We're going to kick it track. off with marriage and medicine. Okay. My bad. <laughs> this nigga here, man. I'm just playing. I'm okay. just playing. <laughs> We're going to get reported for abuse and shit. Y'all report my shit as much money as I'm fighting everybody. <laughs> I'm coming to homes, okay? 3,200 ass whoopings like you Ken Ken's bakery. Yo, you know what? Let me not get on the tip. Go ahead, Jim. Because <laughs> that shit will have me uh, reading for 10 minutes straight. That was mm. what a travesty. Mm. So, I mean, speaking of travesties, Married to Medicine is a... A travesty. Married to Medicine, season seven, episode 13, swap till you drop. So, um, me and Candace watched this shit live. And honestly, the timeline was more interesting than this fucking episode, to be perfectly goddamn honest. But we'll get there. Um, cause, mm. uh, so, aftermath of the Revenge of the Sipping Paint, they meet up. Um, 
they're getting ready to go out and do their philanthropic, you know, speaking of capitalism, their philanthropic dot the shit that they always do on every trip, which honestly I appreciate them. I mean, they my baby can read philanthropic. <laughs> well, you know, philanthropic. It's all right. It's fine. Is it? I mean, who's going to beat my ass? I mean, we can't fine. talk as much shit as we do and not be able to speak. <laughs> I mean, he country, I mean, so I mean, he, I mean, but you know he what, like motor. Fair. He motor oil country too. You right. I mean, you right. That and also friends who gonna beat my ass. I mean, you, you know, you Medea play country. A, a thesaurus. So. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Ti only like five one. So you know what? You know what? He got anyway. the soul of a six four killer. That's what he said. Yeah, he, he don't have he got, the soul of a good nigga being beat up by his wife. But that's nah, he got the soul of herpes too. But that's between him and his bedmates. Damn, he got herpes. I don't know. He probably he looked like herpes. He yeah, act he like do. one. He he do. He do. You're right, friend. But um, all I have for this is that they're getting ready to meet up before they go out. And Toya and her confessionals um, saying that she's not worried that they went to the strip club because can't no girl compete with all this. And that's because, girl, can't nobody compete with thyroid cancer. Like, don't nobody want your fat ass husband because you fat as fuck, too. All, both of y'all clapping and twerking while y'all fucking. Don't nobody. I don't even nobody. think she that fat. I think you know. I mean, the jokes are funny because she's such a stupid bitch. But <laughs> she, I mean, on a regular day from the neck down, because from the neck up, girls fuck you. Um, mm-hmm. But from the neck down, I'm like, yeah, I mean, you know, she. What is she? Forty seven, forty three, something like that. Something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I, guess. I mean, she's not bad from the neck down, but because it's her, you know. Exactly. Uh, so we because carry it's on hers, a bit. Because it's her. Set it on fire. Burn yes. it on fire. <laughs> Set it on fire. Just because it it's her. And y'all I mean, fat, I, y'all I mean, fat outfit, so you're going to burn quickly. So <laughs> Right. Right. Hot, listen, burn the cholesterol and calories that, you know, it's, you know, it's whatever. Um, but yeah, like I said, they do another, you know, they annual doctors shit when they go on these trips. Which I appreciate because, I mean, y'all are bozos, but what y'all not bozos at is this doctor shit, which I can appreciate. Yeah. I do like that they, whenever they take a trip, that they do stuff like that and they take advantage of the skill sets that they have within the group. Yes. I do like that. Because most yes. of the shows, they go on a trip just to fight in front of white folks. So. Right. Exactly. Screaming at each other in the lobby. <laughs> right. These white folks looking like, I would never. Even I mean, looking- every folk, because listen. Because what show was that when they... When somebody uh, started playing some terrible music, all them niggas was like, uh, was that was that one of the love and hip hops? Remember the the girl with the stripper mama that was like, I've been fucking and fucking yeah. for 20 years? Which, yeah, ooh. love and hip hop, yeah. I think that was Hollywood too, which, mm. can you imagine sucking dick and swallowing <laughs> on for 20 years just to end up on love and hip hop? God damn. Mm, like, sure girl, can. you need a life coach or something. Girl, if you, you gonna suck dick like this. If you don't suck dick like that, at least do it and move up the corporate ladder. Damn, girl. Anyway, I'm sorry. I, I would have got way off the <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. I mean, they're moving up a ladder, but it ain't corporate. But you know what? That's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> Body count moving up the ladder. Curtis. <laughs> so after Increase. they do that. <laughs> Curtis. <laughs> after they do that, they go on another beach trip and they play some kind of crazy ass game. And honestly, I've, the game was crazy. Like, they had the wives, like, shaking their ass and balls fell out the fanny pack that they had and the husbands had the catching and shit. And the only thing I really picked up from this was that, again, Toya – no, it was Eugene 
making a little slick comment when Heavenly and Damon came up like, damn, is that how they move when they have sex? And I was like, Eugene, sir, sir, sir. Coming from the nigga who wife he was complaining is, about not giving him he giving is, her sex. He is, he is shady little fat bitch. And that's why Ain't I don't care what bad happens to Toya and Eugene, they gonna always deserve it because yeah. you motherfuckers just barely got y'all head above water and y'all got everything to say about every fucking body else. Bitch, Eugene, you fat bitch, don't forget <laughs> that when y'all was on the last trip, motherfucker, they almost rushed your big fat funky ass to the hospital because your blood pressure was so fucking high. Mm. Who are you to be speaking on anybody and mm. how they move? Cause you ain't move nothing but your hand to your motherfucking mouth. Mm. 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 Well, couldn't drag him better if I tried, friend. Thank okay. you for that, Candy. Always got something to say. You are doing Don't, amazing. Like friend. you can listen. We ain't forget that mm. I've not forgotten that they was trying to get members. you to go to. They was trying to get you to go to the ER and and leave the trip. Period. And you, you, you and was so was out here down bad. That. Like, I don't need no help. Like, sorry, yes, you do. Shut the fuck up. Mm, well, mm, child, mm. fuck you. Speaking of which, I also fuck Toya, because why they doing this, um, Toya, again, her confessionals, which I've noticed that y'all always, them, them two always talk shit in their confessionals, but never to anybody's face. Toya and her confessionals, like, well, I see why Quad wore jeans, because she respecting everybody's husband, because she ain't got no man. Girl, fuck you. What is Toya's issue with Quad? Why are you always concerned about what she doing, what she not doing? What she wearing, what she not wearing? Right. What was all this concern when she was going through it, and you ain't have nothing but bad things to say, but now all of a sudden you got everything to say about Quad? Toya, again, girl. Like, you still mad that Quad Quad won't let you in her business. Quad got that wagon. Let me tell you something. When she they do. showed her in them jeans, I was like, mm. damn. She got on, she fully covered up and got better body than you bitches. Mm-hmm. And that's why you're mad, Toya. Because Toya, you got an ass, but it looked dumpy and stinky. She got an ass, but it's attracted, it's attached to a, a goddamn tra- uh, trailer park. So it's like, do you really want to see the ass? No, not really. Yeah, Toya, the Donna of Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. She getting up like you see yes. all this ass. I mean, how could you miss it? Right. But you still look like you stink. And you also look slow. So I mean, do we really want to see it? No. I mean, you just hey. have a lot to say. You ain't been able to work no calories on. off Eugene fat ass, so that ass ain't doing too much, bitch. Right. Yeah. Mm. You know what? I almost said something very, very problematic. But anyway. Mm. But yeah, I thought the game was weird, but you know, whatever. It wasn't that much. Um, then afterwards, they have dinner where Simone gives the most hallmark but scratching on Cecil's ass name speech to him. <laughs> First of all, bitch, buy me a Maserati. Don't give me no shit you was supposed to do 13 years ago, bitch. In therapy. <laughs> Mm. That's where you got me truly fucked up, honestly and truly and completely fucked up because yeah. you were supposed to do that years ago, bitch. Right. Keep like, it. this is one of the things that was said, you know, while me and Candace were live watching that I actually agree with, and that you can tell that Simone is like the what was what's the word? I wish I had the tweet, but she is like the least creative of the two because when Cecil did it, he gave this goddamn Oscar winning speech and like his devotion and care for her, which honestly she really don't deserve, but that's neither here nor there. And then Simone just come with this damn, 
oh, I went to CVS and got a Hallmark card, and I'm going to read it to you, but just scratching in Cecil's name. <laughs> and like Candace said, it's something I should have been done. It's like, it really is a juxtaposition of like how much emotional investment Simone is in their relationship versus, or their marriage versus Cecil, which is something we've said on here multiple times. But, you know, it just, it just highlighted in that moment to me. Yeah. I mean, it's on brand for Simone, so. It That's is. all I got. It is. Well, also her being loud as fuck the whole fucking trip. Like, I, just, I don't know how Cecil and the boys did. I will give them props. This trip was more successful than quite a few of them have been. Mm. So you got that. But all yeah. in all, the shit looked cheap, cheesy, <laughs> and everything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It did. It did. Definitely did. So Very frugal. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Which, in their case, is frugal, is Mediterranean for cheap. But, you know, it is what it is. Then back to Atlanta, um, Quad signs her portion of the divorce. So the divorce from Greg. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Yep, Mm. it's final. And you know what? I'm happy for Quad. You know, Quad has her fault. She definitely can be a bozo at times, but she didn't deserve Greg because Greg was just absolute filth and trash, and he abused her. And I'm happy that she's free. Also, to end as well. Definitely happy that she's free. Um, just a quick few points before we get to <laughs> to the mess, and then I'm gonna lob it up to Candace. Um, Jackie and Curtis have a conversation, which basically, <laughs> and I'm trash because I said this when I saw it live. They have a conversation that Curtis is saying that you know Jack is getting back into that mode where she's always busy, busy, busy. And my first tweet was like, okay, so Curtis is letting her know that he about to cheat again. Which is trash on me, but that's that's what I thought when I first saw. He should have cheated. You heard yeah. the same shit. I was like, oh, she back on her bullshit. Yeah. For these to be such highly educated, uh, pristine ass professional people, they are fucking bozos outside of what they do for a living. Yeah. They like honestly, why are you with somebody that you don't feel it necessary to make time for? Yeah. He's calling you Why y'all to, working see, together at to that? come see the cabinets for a motherfucking house you want renovated. He didn't give a fuck. Yeah. You can't even be on time for shit you asked for. Like, what, what part of the game is that? Yeah. I feel like, to your point, Candace, these are, like, incredibly professional people overall. But as far as the emotional investment that they have to give in their marriage, they are the fuck stupid. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people on this show lack emotional intelligence. Oh, and we will get to one that lacks it in just a second. But yeah, I like that was my first thing. I'm like, okay, so Curtis is letting Jackie know that if you keep going down this road, I might cheat again. <laughs> which, <laughs> which, which I ain't gonna lie, I did laugh when somebody on my in my mentions was like he needs to get a job and shit. That made me laugh. But I'm like, well, shit, he got a job and he's working with Jackie. So the fact that he feel this way. It's like, Jackie, uh, girl, you, you might want to. And speaking of which, Jackie made a comment when they were leaving um, Cabo, like, I want to leave toxic friendships in Cabo. And I'm like, Jackie, you've been the toxic friend, girl. What the fuck are you talking about? I want to leave toxicity in Cabo. Meanwhile, I'm being the toxic motherfucker. Like, Jackie, the, the lack of self-awareness. 
it just jumps out of you at multiple times. And I'm confusion because you're such a good um, doctor and practice and what you do, but everything else, you be coming off like a bozo. I'm not confused because there's plenty of people that's good at their job and trash everywhere else. You know what? That's true. We'll get the one we get the Look at R. Kelly. I wasn't going that far, but you're right, Curtis. You're I don't right. give a damn. I'm going wherever. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm just saying, it's plenty of people. Hell, it's ple- plenty of people right there on the timeline. Good at mm. their jobs and trash everywhere else. Well, also not good at their jobs, but scamming like they're good at their jobs. But that's neither here nor there. Okay, my business. See, you went on a whole different tangent. What else happened yeah. on Married to Shipman? <laughs> Married to Shipman. Well done, friend. This is so annoying. Speaking of annoying, let's talk about Scott and Contessa. So let me say this before I lob it to Candace and Curtis because I know he got jokes. Um, So they get. I don't have jokes. I got drags. Yeah, (laughs) I I know you do, friend. I know you do. so this was quite interesting, not because of what happened on the show, because, you know, we've been dragging Contessa for 84 years on this motherfucker, and it's going to continue because she keeps being a bozo. But it was very interesting, at least in my mention, because they left Candace alone because they knew to leave Candace alone. But it was very interesting in my mentions, people um, acting like Scott was Greg in this. But they, you know, get back from Atlanta, and they bring the therapist, you know. Shout out to y'all for having the therapist come to y'all house to have a session with y'all. You know, honestly, I need that too, but I'm poor. But, you know, and uh, basically in this session, Contessa says that Scott turned the kids against her and that he is not, um, basically that he full of shit and that he has projected and made Contessa out to be the villain in their own house. And here I lob it to Candace because I feel like she can drag Contessa much better than I can. So go, friend. Have the floor. It's not that I'm dragging you, Contessa. It's that you are lying, being a narcissist and painting yourself as a victim for a decision that you made and then ask your husband to go along with it. Because you said... When cause Scott said he was like, This is the decision you made. She was like, We made. No, you decided you were going back to school. Then you told Scott, and he was like, Well, all right, since you already got the shit going, then I guess that, that's what it is, right? That is how the shit came across. First things first, when you decide to get married, when you decide to have kids, I becomes us in every sense of the word. Mm-hmm. It becomes about what's good for the collective and not just you it does that sound horrific yes if that's not what you signed up for absolutely it sounds like a nightmare if you signed up for it it should be the norm that should be the norm no it shouldn't be any especially for big decisions it shouldn't be no well i'm gonna do this I don't care how it affects you or the kids. Because that's basically the way you took it. And then you have people talking about, well, they could have, it would have, a, a year ain't no big deal. Do you know how much kids change and grow in a year? Mm-hmm. No, seriously. Do you know how much your kids change and grow in a year? No, they don't have them. That's why they were projecting all that shit on Contessa and blaming Scott. Continue, friend. Because you are, let me, I'm finna do the math, bitch, because I ain't playing with you, Contessa. It's it's 52 weeks in a year, right? So you plan to be there two 
I'll say I'll give you three. I'm being generous. Three times 52. 156 days out of 365. And you think that's not a big deal. And that Scott should just figure it out because you And have. that Scott should just figure it out and them kids going to be okay. And let me tell y'all something, because y'all played in my fucking face. Excuse me, friend. I don't mean to interrupt you. Let me get on the tangent just, just a little bit. Because you motherfuckers was in my mention saying that now we'll hold you that for, at least for surface purposes, Scott, You because know, first of all, both Contessa and Scott communicate like fucking five-year-olds, and that shit is annoying. I I won't hold you on that. But the fact that y'all was in my mentions playing that those kids couldn't formulate their own opinions and their own feelings about their mama not being there five out of the seven days of the week for how what can what you say it can it's like a hundred and something days out of the year. Hundred and fifty-six days. Hundred and fifty-six. Let me tell you something. Let me let me give you just a little backstory on Jeremy real quick. My little bitty ass, God rest my mama's soul, but she had, as I can formulate and understand that what she was going through now that I'm older. When I was born, my mama suffered through a severe case of postpartum depression. Like a severe case. Like she was not herself um, before, as opposed to before I was born. And she were my dad thin. Like everything I did, and I was a little bad at it. Everything I did, my mama was there defending me, even when I was dead ass wrong. Like, my dad tried to discipline me. And now I don't mean discipline, like, beat my ass, but just like, hey, you wrong. You're going to get punished. This is why. My little bitty ass took advantage of that shit. My mama defended me no matter what. My mom's side, my dad's side was just like, baby, why are you putting your husband through the ringer when he's trying to be a, fa- a prison and accountable for a father? And they didn't understand it because, I mean, we was in the rural South. My dad and my mom both were at that plant. So they didn't have access to health care and, and therapists and shit like that. So, God rest her soul, my mama put my dad through hell, and I was fully cognizant of that. And I used to be acting out and do all types of shit, and then, because I knew my mama was going to, shit, basically bail me out and, and cake for me. And I knew that at fucking five, six, and seven. So, you're not finna sit here and play in my face and tell me that those kids, because Scott and Contessa's kids, can't be cognizant and formulate their own opinions of like, hey... Damn, I wish mama was here. Hey, damn, daddy doing all this shit by himself. Damn, where mama at? You're not finna sit here and tell me those kids are that damn stupid that Scott had to put that in their mind that they couldn't formulate that on their own. Y'all fucking lying to me. It, it's, it, and it's, it's, not, it's not even that for me. It's just that, again, you marriage is an option in, mm. in, our, in this time and age, okay? Marriage is an option. You chose to get married to Scott. You chose to have children with Scott. So you were saying, I am saying that I want to do what's in the best interest of not only myself, but my family. You are doing everything but that and playing the victim along the way. No, Scott should not have to always be the person that does the heavy lifting when you got some shit going on. Sometimes it's your responsibility to do the heavy lifting when you are making decisions by yourself. This was a Contessa decision. This was not a Scott Contessa and the kids decision. Because if it was, we wouldn't even be here because y'all would have had a plan and be like, okay, this is how this is going to go. This is what we're going to do. And you would not give Scott uh, Scott all this lip when you came home on the weekends, which imagine you, imagine you being a weekend parent and then having smoke with the parent that's there 
five out of the seven days of the week. I know you fucking lying, Contessa. Yeah, I mean, it, and I appreciated the therapist getting on her when she started doing what's him. And she like, no, all of y'all. Yes. It, it's you too. Yeah. Because again, it was pointed out that when the kids hear these adult conversations, Contessa has initiated them in front of them. Mm. Well, he says such and such and so-and-so in front of the kids. Okay, bitch, well, you wanted to have a conversation in front of the kids. What's up? So, like, you wanted to have the conversation in front of the kids. You wanted the kids to be abreast of this, and then you mad that the kids be like, well, I mean, I understand why dad is frustrated, but mama, you ain't here. So it's like, is it Uchiwala or one mic contestant, yes or no? Like I said before, this is really shaping up to look like it's going to have to be resolved the same way Cecil and Simone quote-unquote resolved their issue in that the man is going to have to take full responsibility and apologize in order for the woman to get over it. Mm. So identity politics, basically. Because it's like literally nothing Scott does or says is good enough for Contessa. And again, I want her to stop playing in her own face. Now, I don't even care about everybody else. Y'all are not going to make any significant emotional progress. I don't give a damn how many date nights y'all post on Instagram until you come to terms with the fact that you resent having to have uh, left the Navy. Mm. Because that is where y'all issues are stemming from. You still harboring resentment to Scott because he did not want to be one of those families that moves every six months because one of the spouses is in the, some branch of the military. He didn't want that life. At all. And he had two kids to consider. So you really can't blame him. All right, you I'll wanted listen. to be carefree. You wanted to be black girl magic, but you set up there. You had those babies with that man and then got mad that he didn't want to jet set for however long until you got tired of it. And you have harbored yeah. that all the way up to he ain't never supported me. He don't do this. He don't do that. He don't do this. He don't do that. Meanwhile, everything that you claim that you haven't been able to do since you've been married to Scott, you have been able to do. Mm. Except jet set around the world. And honestly, you could do that. You halfway doing it now trying to be in Memphis and you did not take into account how much of an effect it would have on your children because you were being selfish. You were being narcissistic. And now you want everybody else to take part of the blame of that you don't want to have any accountability for it. How are you going to get mad at kids for feeling the way that they mama gone while they in school? On the weekend, I mean, that ain't no big deal to kids. I was going to say something real fucked up, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to take it there. Hmm. But I want you to stop acting like you so much smarter than everybody else, girl. Even if it's tons of shit going on outside of the show that we don't know, it is clear that that man has loved and supported you to hit the best of his ability for as long as y'all have been together. And if he hasn't, call it to the carpet. But right. you keep saying he's not supportive, but you can't give us a single fucking example where he hasn't been supportive. And the times that you have tried to, Bravo has rolled the bean footage back that you lying. Because to you, mm-hmm. not being supportive means he won't just follow what I want to do. And that's he not got, how this works. He got the nerve to have an opinion. Mm. and have something to say so he not being supportive listen contessa trying to live her life through a live her marriage through a a twitter relationship and that's not how the real world works beloved ain't even no twitter relationship it's just bad politics it's bullshit and it's it's just narcissism 
plain and simple. Yep. And now that the 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 wool is being pulled back on all your narcissism, you scrambling to find a a, a scapegoat. Mm. But ain't no scapegoat, bitch. Ain't no scapegoats. You got to stand up in it. Listen, the herd has flown, and only the person there is you to stand up in your bullshit. And I hope that therapist keep her foot on your neck. And, and this is not to say that Scott don't have anything to be accountable for his damn self. Because I'm sure and we give him his roses because generally he's supportive. But I'm sure he could be an wasn't. asshole sometimes. Yeah, yes. he can. Absolutely. And but again, girl, he, commu- he communicate like a fucking five year old. But girl, you you doing the most. You're doing the most. most. I'm assuming we're going to see some type of resolution on this before the season is over. Uh, We know in real time, like I said, that they're still working on things. Um, But like Scott said, he's like, you know, this is, we just barely scratching the surface of things. So, but at this point, I'm a little fatigued. Like, take this shit off the show. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm tired of seeing, I, I mean, I don't mind seeing a couple go through conflict because we need to see things like this, you know, in the world. I'm just tired of this in particular because... Because it's so one-sided. Exactly. Somebody is like, like you said, Scott ain't perfect and it's clearly, you know, sure, some things he probably can do better. But when it's so, like, at least on the show, so clearly one-sided that one person is being a bozo and refuses to acknowledge or work on their bozo-ness, it gets fatigued. Yeah. Like, every episode, you got a, a, a new layer of bullshit about what Scott done did to you and how he wasn't there for you. Meanwhile, every week is something new. It's like, girl, enough is enough. Yeah, leave us the fuck alone. But speaking of leaving us alone, I'm going to leave y'all alone because that was all for Married to Medicine for this episode. I have a question before we move on. Okay. Dr. Aiden. Mm. Does he or does he not look like that little motherfucker from Rocket Power? Otto? Yes. (laughs) The one with the goggles? Yeah. Woogity, woogity, woogity. <laughs> okay, so it's time for Tokyo Tony to find Dick ASAP. Because mm, that's all, it ain't love. That's all she's looking for. But continue, Curtis. This is a bad crop to be trying to find some dick, girl. Like, your standards are so fucking low. What I mean, look at it. I mean, if you look at the material. No, it's way uglier and terrible looking bitches that get plenty of dick. That ain't no excuse. But anyway. This is episode four, Pole Position. Um, I first wanted to ask, does that mansion not have AC? Why is everybody so sweaty? Um, Let's see. So it started off weird. There's a scene and No Name, which is the white boy that clearly does not wash his hair. I don't care how much he says that he's using Celsius Blue, he lied. He just pops up in Tony's room with no shirt on and she started reading him like what the fuck are you doing here you don't just pop up on nobody like this like what is your problem and he was like you know i'm trying to fucking she ended up making him like lick her toes which ill i mean which the lesser, like, can you the lesser could you imagine like licking a, a hawk's talon like Ugh. that's pretty accurate but then she had security hem him up and get him up out of there. So that was funny. Security asterisk, cuss. 
then Romy Rome. No, wait, somebody else went in there. Uh, what's One, his two, name? four, five, six, seven, eight. Yes, the jail nigga. Yes, he Jim went Bird. in there, and you know she had him take his shirt off and uh, rubbing baby oil on his body and all this kind of shit. Like baby boy, the sequel. It's pretty clear that Tony wants to fuck him. Yeah. Which again, like I'm sure you could have just joined a pen pal. Program. Like, girl, Tinder is right there. <laughs> but, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, Did you see that big-ass tattoo he had on, like, his rib cage? Yes, I of, did. Of, like, his mama or something? I don't know who I was that confused. old lady was. I was confused. And I was like, I don't care how good your body. That shit is just awkward to me like look, look like a baby got, oil on your meemaw face tatted on a nigga but that's just weird looking like me. your mima, looking like your meemaw had a stroke and shit like sir but you know if you like it i uh, i don't say i don't love it I, I honestly want you to go to jail like kamala ain't doing nothing right now can she please lock these niggas up well not yet because i'm entertained <laughs> <laughs> Not quite yet. <laughs> you know, give me a few more episodes and then we can talk. We we can discuss prison term. Fair. Um, let's see. So the Romy Rome, Mr. Cuban situation. Mm. So Mr. Cuban is in the kitchen with uh racist claws. Yes. And he don't have a shirt on for whatever fucking reason. He had a I, towel draped over his shoulders, but why are you in the kitchen with no shirt on? I don't know. Looking like a bag of a flower. And Mr. Cuban is in there. He salsa his way in there. He ready to eat. Um, he goes past the stove a step <laughs> to grab a plate. And Romy Rome crackhead ass come behind him and swoop and take the last crab legs about the pot. Okay, so let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Do I think they was doing a lot? Yes, but let me tell you something. My fat ass, if you steal food from me, I'm liable to beat your ass, too, so I couldn't even hold Mr. Salsa that much. Mr. Cuban Salsa had a conniption. Like, he was pissed. They started screaming at each other. He started speaking in Spanglish. (laughs) Romy Rome over there talking shit. Speaking in crackhead. Fuck you, nigga. But Mr. Salsa was low-key reading Romy Rome for filth. I mean, honestly, it's easy because, I mean, look at the material. Mr. Mr. Salsa was like, look at your body and look at your clothes. Listen, <laughs> Mr. Salsa turned into Mr. Sass. I mean, now, granted, it got to feel a way to be getting read about your appearance by a man that's always dressed like a kaleidoscope. But, Fair. I mean... But, I mean, one is dressed like a... Wrong. One is dressed like a kaleidoscope and the other was dressed like whatever crack Rusty was smoking at 20, so... He really looked like the Crypt Keeper to me. I mean, he do. He do. Like, if the Crypt Keeper went to a HBCU. No, if the Crypt Keeper just existed. Fair. Because Romy Romy got no education. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck out of here. <laughs> like... You, 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 did, you didn't lie. You didn't lie. Like, Romy Rome definitely is that uncle that, like, at the family reunion, like, you don't talk to because if you do, he gonna go on a whole story and lie like he that nigga and he not, so yeah. And then end up asking you for money? Yep. Yep. 
So, uh, Romy Rome, because he was losing the argument with Mr. Salsa, of course, he started on Cookie Monster, and Cookie Monster was just looking like, you know, that gif of Tammy Roman when uh, Evelyn was talking about her wig or her hair? Mm -hmm. Just confused. So, uh, and then out of nowhere, Big Nigga comes from the shadows to break up the fight. Can we park it right here for just a second? I want Big Nigga and also Tokyo Tony to stop playing on our face like this nigga's not part of security. Yeah, he on the payroll. Like, he is definitely on the payroll. Like, they was like, you know what, if you pretend that you're here for Tokyo Tony, we'll put a little extra Christmas joy in your st- in your stocking. Because this nigga is clearly security. Like, every fight they've had on this fucking show, this nigga done broke it up. Like, come on. Like, even the nigga that's supposed to be her quote-unquote security that beat her at the eliminations don't break up no goddamn fights. But big nigga do, come on. Listen, and that dude that be there in the elimination, he's just he's shady for, as fuck for no damn reason. For no fucking reason. Like, damn, do you want Tokyo Tony? Why the fuck you so shady against these Listen, men? You, you don't ca- know. You caught blocking like a motherfucker, sir. Well, I mean, you know what? Maybe he's a, a friend and a confidant because I, you know, I might cock block this batch too. <laughs> but like, we can we can do better. We can do Fair. better. But anyway, so yeah, big nigga comes out of nowhere to break up the fight. Um, and then Mr. Cuban was just Mr. Salsa, Mr. Cuban, whatever, still just going off. And it was funny because Big Nigga was like standing between them, even though Mr. Uh, Salsa was like on the other side of the island. But the fact that Big Nigga could barely keep a straight face when Mr. Salsa was going off <laughs> was funny to me. That and then all of a sudden, um, Rumble Ron started trying to like fight Big Nigga and stuff. It was like, sir. Sir, this motherfucker will break you like a twig. Please, please. I mean, anybody has yeah. that capability because he just... I mean, he look like he don't weigh no more than 50 pounds. Because it's like, I mean, he frail, but it's also like he not... The way he walks, like he... he I just have to... He walk like he got a gimp leg. He walk like a crackhead. Every crackhead I've ever seen in the hood walk just like that. Mm. With that weird gait yeah. and... Walking like to a the re- side and one leg be they drag one leg. It's just mm. walking like a resident evil zombie. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um let's see. She uh <clears throat> I kind of skipped ahead earlier. Um because that all happened and then the jail nigga went to talk to Tokyo Tony. She sent them to go tell everybody to get dressed because they going somewhere that night. Now, in between them actually, him actually delivering the message and them leaving, we finally see the scene with Popeye mm-hmm. and Lyrica G trout mouth ass. <laughs> that bitch do look like a bad. She look like Curtis. You remember that Pokemon Gyarados? Yeah, but she don't That's- look like Gyarados. She look like Magikarp. I, mm, I, I, I slightly disagree, friend. Like, I feel like she looked like a Magikarp that was about to evolve, but then you pressed the B button, but she got stuck. So she looked like half Magikarp and half Gyarados to me. That's fair. She got a lot of mouth, and I don't like it. That's why I said it. Because <laughs> you know what Gyarados... Also, hold on, hold on, hold on. I need... I'm, <clears throat> I don't know who does this show. Zeus Network? Fuck y'all. Because... <laughs> <laughs> when that baby's... No, because I thought that we were done 
with the musical stylings of, of Lyrica, Lyrica Gary in the last episode. And you bitches like that was a whole production. That trash throughout the episode. Throughout the episode. The disrespect. That you gave. The disrespecting spect was enough from you was bitches. Too much. Y'all trying to push this out. We don't give a hot ass fuck. We are here for the fuckery. Yes, we are not here for the singery. We're not here for that fucked up throat. Listen, because let me tell you something. She was sounding like somebody stepped on her fucking foot the whole time she was singing. Yeah, she definitely seemed like she just stepped on a Lego. Yeah, she seemed like she seemed like she seemed like I fallen and I can't get up. (laughs) She seemed like future. (laughs) Curtis. She do. <laughs> All that wailing girl, Lyric. shut your ass up. All that fucking holler. <laughs> a motherfucker named Lyric. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, so uh, what's the dude named Popeye? So Popeye's yes. the tall, uh, uh, dark-skinned dude, the bald one. Um, he see Lyrica out there by the pool, so he goes out there. Now, what we did not see in the previews is that the white man, good credit, mm-hmm. rolled up behind Papa and was mm-hmm. spying from the cut. Let me tell you something. While everything but, was happening. Let me tell you something, Curtis. I don't know about you, but that the this whole sequence with good credit spying on them and pulling out his phone to take a picture, that shit had me screaming. I was like, look at this snitch ass white boy. He t- like I was told by Africa we were supposed to be for here for to- uh, Tokyo Tokyo. I'm like, look at this white man hating. I he, was screaming, friend. He turned into the little weasel uh snitch boy from recess real quick. <laughs> Real quick, Listen, whatever that motherfucker the said, was. That motherfucker said, I, I, I thought we were here for Tokyo Tony. Like, if I, I'm not gonna, he was like, I'm not gonna snitch, but if push come to shove and we see this later on, I'm a snitch. And I was like, You weasel ass white man. I, friend, he was I like, was, I have receipts on period. Listen, he thought he was Sheree, friend. I was screaming this whole this whole sequence. I was howling. Mm, I'm no, that's disrespectful because Sheree just be floundering he at least had actual receipts you know what Fair. the only receipts Sheree got us from Target yeah for she, them not joggers even not even <laughs> yeah. that the, the you know what thing. you right the receipt that she got us for GoDaddy.com for that, <laughs> <laughs> that that URL for them summer spring joggers that ain't nobody buying and let, me, shit, and let me tell you something real quick I ain't forgot Sheree. If don't nobody on this show forget, I ain't forgot that you was up here saying spring summer joggers, and you got a whole website where motherfuckers can buy merchandise, but you ain't got no fucking merchandise on your fucking site. You got options for motherfuckers to pay you, but no merchandise for them to get. I ain't forgot Sheree. You scamming ass bitch. I ain't forgot. I mean, I forgot because nobody was going to that site to buy anything in the first place. Nobody cares. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so it didn't matter that you didn't have any merchandise because nobody was buying it anyway yeah there mm. was no traffic to the site because the shit was ugly anyway like it wasn't Very. that shit was mm. from aliexpress but anyway we ain't talking about sheree i don't know where she is probably in the ditch somewhere mm. that's not nice um I mean, you didn't lie she probably holed up somewhere talking to that nigga <laughs> still trying to build that damn house running up her phone bill yeah mm. no the house was anyway so, Papa's out there. Lyrica G's out there listening to her trash-ass music. 
Um, so he says he's really feeling Tokyo, which never feels. Right. You really feeling Tokyo, yeah, you out here flirting. Never mind. Go ahead, girl. But yeah, so they start talking, they start uh, flirting or whatever. And she's like, oh, you know, I just, I think you're so good for Tokyo. But she was low key flirting back. And yeah. then he. Yeah, I wouldn't even say low key, I would say high key. This nigga pulled out a bottle of spray on suntan lotion like out of nowhere. Mm. And she was like, What you you came out here prepared? He was like, Well, let me just put a little bit on you. She's like, I'm good, you know, just she then she said the stupidest shit. Do you know this bitch said, I just I didn't know men as dark as you use suntan lotion, girl. girl. What you want us out here to have melanoma, girl? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> My melanin needs protection too, stupid bitch. What the fuck? Well, I mean, she oh. is lyrical, so I mean, you know. Oh, big mouth heifer? What the hell? <laughs> no, big mouth heifer is taking me down. <laughs> girl. Oh, catfish looking bitch. Fuck you. Why we got to suffer because we dark? <laughs> like, girl, we don't, we don't want to suffer because you look like you got hit with a fire blast, girl. Fuck you. She kind of looked like an old version of that. Remember that fish movie with uh, the, the animated movie with Will Smith and Angelina Jolie? What, Nemo? I said Will Smith and Angelina Jolie. And you start talking about Nemo. Shit, Will Smith was in Nemo. I don't know where Angela, Angela was in because I don't pay attention What Nemo? You know what? You're about to make me mad. What the fuck? Where was Will Smith in Nemo? Where? He was one of the fishes. Which fish? Curtis, I promise you he was in Finding Nemo. He was one of the fishes. Will Smith, you know what? Anyway, I want to see the receipts. Okay? I'll show it to you. Let me see the aquatic facts. Aquatic facts, okay. <laughs> but anyway so he starts trying to like rub up on her leg and on her kibbles and bits and stuff and she's like oh stop you know but uh, at this point I'm like can we just stop the charade like yeah. let, eliminate him and let Lyrica get that dick behind the scenes which I thought they was going to do but they well you get though you get she's still playing this anyway big uh big credit book uh can you talk <laughs> Good credit busts out his phone to take a picture, and then they saw him. He scurried off. Um, so that's when the nigga, uh, the jail nigga, comes and tells all this this flock of felons that they go into the strip club. Mm. So they go to the strip club, and again, we have to be subjected to Lyrica G. She comes out dressed like Beyonce or Mariah Carey, and like a, a ones, not a onesie, and a, a what do they call it? Like a bodysuit. Mm-hmm. With that has some kind of fake bling on it. And she's performing one of her songs from that album. And I'm just like, again, why do we have to be subjected to this? Like Lyrica, idea, who who thought it was a good idea? So you know what, we're gonna bring Lyrica on here to debut her music. Like, how did this happen? Like she was looking like <laughs> she was looking like when you take some some uh some meat out of the freezer to cook it and shit. I was Please leave us alone. <laughs> she up there dressed like Emma Frost. Um, mm, Curtis. So she performed some whack ass song. I don't. I wouldn't even. I think I turned. I think I muted it when she was up there singing. Smart. Uh, and the men, you know, they horny, so they were like, "Woo!" And I was like, "Whole time, bitch, looking trash." 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> you get on my fucking nerves. <laughs> uh, um, and so then Tokyo Tony came out, and I had forgotten for like a smooth five seconds that Tokyo Tony is a stripper. Because she came out with some moves. I was like, okay. You know, I mean, from the, the neck down. Like the keeper, but, you know, I was okay. going to say, from the neck down, she was putting in work. And from the neck up, work needs to be put in. Mm. Um, but yeah, she had them going crazy because she was doing her motherfucking thing. I wasn't mad at that at all. Putting her pussy all up in there and ass all up in everybody's face. And then she announces... Y'all gonna dance for me, nigga. <laughs> and I was like, okay, we are finna go extremely left. And, and we did. I want off this ride, but I'm also gonna watch it because, no, because you know the ride, I mean? this was the best part. This was the it, best part of the ride. It was. It was. It was. Okay. So first up, we had good credit. Looking like mm. Doug Funny. No rhythm. <laughs> no moves. No, you know, who you, you know who you look like. You know who good credit look like. Mm. What's that that white boy name? Um, the one that swear he black. Um, fuck, what's that white boy name? No, he looked like Jason Bateman. Uh, <laughs> but he literally came out there and was just like, it looked like he was having a seizure. Like I just, I, damn white boy. Mm. So then Romy Rom came out again, looking like every bit of uh, a crackhead. Definitely was looking very, I'm going to get you, sucker. And Tokyo Tony gave him an E. And she said, not an E for effort, but E like an empty tank of gas. Which I wasn't mad at. I wasn't either. I was like, I don't give you much Tokyo Tony, but I'll give you that one. That was appropriate. Well, I'm not giving her that because... Put a pin in that. Anyway, mm. then Mr. Cuban comes out there, and he come out there doing a time warp pelvic thrust <laughs> in some kind of psychedelic-ass shirt. Then he, he came out of the shirt. He came out of the goddamn the trousers. He had on psychedelic drawers, too. And but he was he was doing a lot. <laughs> it was like if 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 Ricky Martin meets George Clinton. I thought you was going to say George Foreman. That would have been more accurate. Fair. Very fair. Mm-hmm. Very fair. But yeah. Living La Vida Broca. Mm. Show title. No, that's somebody else's joke. Um, <laughs> so then we get Popeye. And Popeye has a nice body. I'm not going to take that away from him. When I tell you Lyrica was throwing all of her money at Popeye. Let me tell you something. If it was ever evident. <laughs> if it was ever evident that that the side competition, well, I don't even want to say competition, is Popeye trying to get at Lyrica, this was it. Because let me tell you something. She was finna, trying to get back. Right. Because she was going bankrupt giving this nigga all her fucking money. Let me tell and you something. Tokyo was, was over there like, I ain't really feeling it, but I see you throwing all your dollars in bitch. She was like, okay, well, I, I see somebody trying to get them some dick, and it ain't just me. Mm. Well, Which, I mean, we all called. It's like, y'all stop playing our fucking... Lyrical, stop playing our fucking face like you don't want this man just as much as he wants you. Right. I mean, it's poor decision-making on all accounts, but what can you do? Y'all already yeah. here, so y'all might as well. Right. But I, if, mean, I mean, the reason I'm watching is y'all making bad decisions, so... That's fair. So then Big Nigga comes out doing all that body rolling. This motherfucker did the work. 
did the worm. He out there dressed like the coach from Glee. Um, <laughs> Kurt, was, he was <laughs> Coach Sue. Was that her name? <laughs> Bitch, he was out there doing the worm in that Adidas tracks. <laughs> Motherfucker, looking like Coach Carter. Like boy, fuck you. <laughs> and then he walked so slow, like he was really doing some shit. I mean, they all thought they was killing it. Yeah, they did. Uh, no name, aka no shower. Mm. He just came out and immediately came out of his clothes. You know what it reminded me of? You know that part of uh, Bruce Almighty when he did that one move and oh, all his clothes yes. came off? Yes. <laughs> that was no name. Like, yes. no kind of, he didn't sway his hips, no pelvic Nothing. thrust. Motherfucker just got naked. He, he literally came out and took all his clothes off. Right. And it was it was not a good mm. uh, sight from there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's never a good sight. But. No, it's not. Because that motherfucker definitely looked like he shot what, like three times out of the year. Yeah, last year. Um, right. So then the inmate nigga, he come, and I hollered because the announcer called him five, six, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> I like that like, little, good little shade. We don't jump from wet, we don't jump from area code to area code with this nigga, and that's what he deserved. It, he do, he do. <laughs> a felon has no name. <laughs> a felon, Curtis, you get on my fucking nerves. <laughs> Aria, nigga. <laughs> um, he comes out. Doing a little slow body roll, and then he swung on the pole. Like he's definitely done this before. He was definitely performing in jail. I was going to say he. I was going to make a very fucked up joke today. He was in there performing like Roxy Hart in jail. (laughs) I was glad you said it, not me. (laughs) Cause I was thinking it. Chicago ass nigga. Woo, Jesus. Mm. Oh, man. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, okay, I can kind of see it. He, I would say the inmate dude is probably the best looking of the men. I will agree that he definitely thought he was Trey Songz in that performance, though. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. Yes. Perfect example. Mm-hmm. Cookie Monster came out there. Okay, I was waiting for us to get here. <laughs> And first and foremost, he had all that office space swag on his little. <laughs> that motherfucker looked like he just came from a goddamn NASCAR track. <laughs> he came out there looking like he worked at Golden Corral. Was <laughs> like, <"What the> <laughs> and I I don't know how we got from zero to a hundred, but motherfucker- at some point they had to blur out because the man's dick was out. What was left of his dick? Cause let me tell you something. That shit had me on the floor. This motherfucker he was, was on the floor. He was on the floor. He was flailing like he was a magic carpet shit. I was screaming watching that shit. I was like, I know y'all fucking lie to this white man. Hey, <laughs> don't here with this goddamn clan cop up here flailing like <laughs> like uh, life alert. I fallen and I can't get up. Like, sir, what? What are you doing? <laughs> He was moving like that one video of that white them white people Mima that got tased by the police. Yes, he was. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know how he ended up with his draws down. His because it out. happened so fast. Because at it first was, I was like the escalation was was too much. No, Curtis, you know what made me laugh the hardest though? 
that this motherfucker had a red flag in the back of his <laughs> I'm like, you, so you, you like 105, but you game banging, sir? What is going on? Do you even know, know what this red flag means? I just know it smelled like, like, Smiggles up there when he got done. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure they had to sanitize the whole fucking stage. They probably didn't. But anyway. <laughs> and then last but not least, we have Big D. And Big D is clearly the one that Tokyo Tony wants to fuck. Because she started throwing her money at him the way Lyrica was throwing her money at Listen, didn't she put didn't she put some money in his drawers? Listen, and he he put on a performance. Like, he, he, he between him and the jail nigga, like, we got some former strippers in here. Yeah, absolutely. Because he was, he, he did a lot. And I was like, he got a little body on him, too. I would probably say he probably is the second best looking. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, she had her legs open and everything. Like it was a lot. <coughs> it was a lot. Like, like he, like he definitely has has stripped in his lifetime. Yeah, absolutely. Because he was doing all of that shit. Like, He's definitely been somebody's uh, had been been at somebody's bachelor bachelorette party mm-hmm. or on the stage. Uh, well, you never know. Mm-hmm. So we wrapping this up. We get to the elimination, and again, Lyrica is doing the most about Papa, and she and, and Tokyo I, Tony started bickering a little bit because yeah, you know, Lyrica to- thinks she's smarter than everybody. Like, girl, we can clearly see you feeling the man, and like, that he I is am- feeling you. Right, I enjoy talking to the clock and her bit. Like, girl, every time we turn around, you defending him. She started lying. I defended big nigga. No, girl, you don't. I defended good credit. No, girl, you don't. Like, I like, girl, we can see the writing on the wall. Tokyo Tony can see the writing on the wall, which is which is kind of crazy because she's slow. But that's neither here nor there. Like, girl, please stop playing in my face. <laughs> Tokyo slowly. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> <Girl>, fuck you. <laughs> 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 no title. <laughs> My bad. That was rude. <laughs> but not not untrue. <laughs> not untrue. Oh man. So we move on. So she had me hollering because she was mad that all of me got up there and stripped and nobody dick was off. Which for some dick. She's not trying to find love. She's trying to find orgasms. Which hey, girl, girl, go to Tinder, which I was like, girl, I I mean, you a woman, and I mean I'm not a woman, so I get it, but girl, I mean, have you looked at you? Like, would you get hard for you? Like, please, girl, what are you doing? Look at these men. They should be so lucky. I ain't even trying to be funny. No, well. Because I know that she looks like uh a gremlin. She does. However, <laughs> These men don't look no better. <laughs> so it's like you know what? That's fair. Get that's in fair. where you fit in. You know what I'm saying? Like that's I said, fair. you know, ugly people have sex every day. That's fair. So, we don't want to see it, but they do. And you know, even if I'm throwing fake money, shit. If you stripping out, I mean, I, I kind of wasn't too mad at her. Fair uh, enough. You know, I'm like you know, because when you go to the strip club, when you go to the club. <laughs> Come on with the reference. <laughs> we all fam. Mm-hmm. So, uh, good credit and Cookie Monster in the bottom two. The last two white niggas. And she, that's when she was like, y'all, some of the best white niggas I've ever met. Which girl? Get out, boy. Which I was about to say, girl. Um, mm, no. mm. 
One of them is racist, like girl. I was about to say if that's the, if them two the best white niggas you've known, I mean, clearly you're not being around a lot of white people. Which I mean, in fairness, I mean white people trash, but still. Listen, listen. So good credit gets eliminated, and for he, being boring. But before went, he went, he was not boring in bringing some miss. Snitcher McSnitcherson. Mm. Immediately he was like, "Well, I just want to let you know." That Pi-Pi threw himself all the Lyrica. They he was flirting. Here. He, he might not be really here for, here the for right you. Reasons. So you need to watch your back. Mm-hmm. Girl. And Tokyo Tony was like, the fuck? <laughs> no, that Pi was like, the fuck? Lyrica was like, the fuck? <laughs> Listen, how Tokyo Tony was looking took me out. I was laughing. Because so she hard. was confused. She didn't know she wanted to clown him for being a snitch. Or thank him for telling her what, or confirming to her what she already knew. Because she did right. mention that when her and Lyrica were bickering a little bit, or maybe it was in her confessional. She no, was like, I, mean, they were bickering. I already know, you know, it's a little something there. I've been letting, I've been keeping it cute, but not that cute. Yeah, she she uh, did that when they were bickering. But he was telling the truth. Lyrica back there all guilty and shit. And she, she like, her voice got all high-pitched, which girl... Um, like Classic she was, signs of a liar. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, and she did. Tokyo Tony charged Papa up a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. And then the dude that, that was holding the chains, like the, the I don't know what he's fuck. supposed to be. Because he's not security because that's clearly big nigga. Maybe he just like an assistant. We'll say that. The, the assistant nigga was back there. And I mean, he was sassy and hating and cock blocking like a motherfucker. Right. Because he was you know when what? he was talking about Papa, he was like, "You need to take your chain back." Like this nigga suspect. Which you know what? At first, I was like, "This nigga hating this fuck." But we was talking about it in the pregame, and I have to, you know, I'll change my opinion and agree agree with Curtis. Like, maybe he really is like, you know what? These niggas ain't on the up and up like they think they is. So you might want to watch it out, girl. I mean, yeah, because this is not the first time that he said this has been the most expressive. Yeah. But this is not the first time that he's had, you know, a little shady comment about the men. He he halfway act like he want to be fucking Tokyo, which, I mean, I, I don't know if she would say no. I mean, clearly she point, horny enough. I was about to say, at this point, she, she might as well fit in with horny Twitter because mm. this bitch won't dick every opportunity. Yep. So that was pretty much the end of the episode. We still have eight men left. I hope that does not mean we have eight episodes left because that's too much. Like, uh, we like, need to please start eliminate, doing some double elimination. Right. Please eliminate two niggas at the same time because, girl, I, as much as me and Curtis are entertained by this foolishness, we also don't need that many episodes of this shit. No, no, we don't need it. We don't need it. No. So we have dragged this first half of the show long enough. We're going to take a break and then we'll come back with the second half of the trash. Yes. Thank you for supporting the Flawless Noises Media Network. You can visit FlawlessNoises.com for more information on our other wonderful shows. You can also connect with us on social media. Search for at Flawless Noises on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Go to FlawlessNoises.com slash store if you're interested in purchasing some merchandise. And if you really love us and would like some bonus content, subscribe to our Patreon. 
With five and ten dollar subscription levels, you're bound to hear something you like. Go to Patreon.com/flawlessnoises for more details. We thank you for taking the time to listen to our shows and supporting your favorite hosts. Please feel free to share with your friends, family, coworkers, and more. Flawless Noises Media Network. Get to know our sound. And now back to your regularly scheduled programming. All right, niggas, we back. <clears throat> it's time for real bitches of Atlanta. Um, I don't they know. Awesome what, bitches. I don't know what episode. I don't care. Um, so the Tanya lady, Tanya, however you say it, she's on here. Is it just me or is she doing a lot? Like oh, last lot. time I saw her, she was real poised and laid back, and now she just she acting just like Portia. And I don't get that. Which I mean, we already have Portia, and that's an, an exhausting that's enough. enough. We don't need another Portia who's not as pretty. I mean, I don't. I I would prefer Tanya's looks over Portia's, but mm. that's just me personally. Um, I'm just tired of Portia trying to prove to everybody she's still sex after having that baby. Like everything don't need you to, to drop down low and get your eagle on, girl. Let me tell you something. She was like, she was at that class talking about imagine me getting getting my snatch back for a man. And it's like, girl, you definitely are the person that will get your snatch back for a man. Like, Portia, Is please. Is that not what you're currently doing? Right. Okay. My little hot dog. All right, whatever you say. My little hot dog. <laughs> oh, Curtis. So Todd again, <laughs> motherfucker, gonna say something like that, then scurry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but okay, let's move on to some other shit. Right. Now let's stay. Let's right. stay right here. Right. On my on little hot scene. dog. Just because right. I've been quiet. Don't mean I haven't been peeping <laughs> just what nigga, type of energy you bring in today. Candace, so nigga said nigga said nigga was like, let's be on I'm gonna be on some trash, but let's move Tokyo on to the next topic. Slowly or my little hot dog. Cool. So that's two choices. <laughs> One, two. Here we go. Well, One to Candy and Todd. So uh, they decided to play Connect Four to see who was gonna top that night. It was a beautiful room. I loved it. Mm. So I was wrong. The daughter that's on the show is the 23-year-old. She don't look 23. Um, you know, I don't want to re- disrespect that man's daughter because she's going through enough. Uh, um, but she got all the smoke for Todd. And she said that the only emotion he shows is anger when he's mad about something. Uh, she went on to say that he got mad at her once and they went weeks without talking. And his lame ass talking about, I'm trying to make you strong and independent. I don't understand why you don't appreciate what I'm trying to do. Which is really sad because she clearly is yearning to have a more robust relationship with him. And he's just like, well, I gave you the tools, little baby bird fly, bitch. And it's like, but she wants to have a relationship with her father. Taking her to the strip club is not enough if you're going to treat her like trash. Like, how you get mad at your daughter and don't speak for weeks? Like, what are you even that upset about at this juncture? And it's really concerning that he treats her the way that he does. And Candy made a fair point. She was like, I don't know if it's something about girls, but the way he treats her, she was like, but she's not my biological daughter, so it's not really much I can do. Um, I would disagree with Candy there. I would more so say that girl is grown. 
So you could say whatever you want to do, whatever you want. But at the end of the day, she grown. You don't really have a responsibility to step to stand up for her. That doesn't mean I don't think you should. But I will give Candy a pedal, I guess, because she's very cognizant of how he acts. And she's like, that shit ain't going to fly. She she was like, we have a daughter on the way. That shit ain't going to fly. Yeah. But we'll we'll see. see. Because Candy, (laughs) (laughs) Candy don't seem like she trying to let Ty go no time soon. And 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 mm. I hate that whole. Well, that's not my biological child, cause I, so I can't say some. If you see him being a dick, just call it out. It don't matter who yeah. child it is. Yeah, it's the same shit. That child, that that is that is your stepchild. Yeah, it's yeah. the so, same shit. It's the same shit we said with um Tiny and uh, Ti. And yeah, why is Todd so fucking cheap? Like, why does that girl because, have to sell her car and do all this shit to be able to go to New York and live her dreams? Because, Meanwhile. Riley Turtle looking ass is mm. living in the lap of luxury at 16 just for an uh, an internship. Like, because why are you doing your daughter like that? He's cheap with his daughter because he's too busy running Candy's pockets, which you know. I mean, that don't even make sense. He it's he's just being totally unfair yes. to his daughter. There's no way, like when they they literally got a friend of a friend's child to go up to New York with Riley to be in New York. Meanwhile, she's going up to New York too to pursue her dreams. Why wouldn't they just be roommates? Like exactly. the shit is don't is not adding up to me and it's making me look at Candy and Todd both differently. Because mm-hmm. there's no reason for her to be going to New York to to get it how she lived while she Riley is in New York living in a life of luxury. Meanwhile and they married, so it's they money. Meanwhile, y'all are millionaires. Mm-hmm. On top of millionaires What's with the, multiple what, businesses. Like, what mm. is the point in having that money, having that wealth, having that access, if you won't use it to make sure that your kids don't have to struggle? That is literally why so many people want to be rich and wealthy so that they can live good and so that their kids and their kids, kids and kids, kids, kids have access and opportunity that they did not have because they were poor. Exactly. Yep. So it makes literally no sense, Todd, for you to be treating your daughter like that and and feeling like the only way you can have her develop some character is to make her struggle unnecessarily. Right. That's that old boomer ass parent way of parenting. And we off that in 2019. For real. Because my, like my, my question is when did we have to see the Kardashians and a gender struggle? Kylie Mm. decided she wanted to get into makeup and that was it. She started a billion dollar makeup business. Mm. Off the backs of her family's wealth. Meanwhile, yep. you know what? Let me be quiet. Meanwhile, so, here you are being a cheap bastard. But let me tell you something. Kayla has her foot. Kayla has her foot on Tar's neck, like Rachel has her foot on um, Ryan's neck. And I love to see when, when Mama walked out. He was like, "I love you." She's like, "I love you too." But whatever. Mm-hmm. I guess. I, nigga. I was like, "You see the energy she on," mm-hmm. and and she only has see- that energy parents not take heed to the signs like now is the time for you to steer that ship of y'all's relationship so that you can actually have one like why Mm -hmm. would you have your daughter going into her prime years in her mid going into her mid-20s 
with a shitty relationship. You not all speaking because of, you being cheap. You not speaking to her I, for a whole I month, don't mean nigga. To I know you fucking lying. This. My mother just gave a sad face to Ken Ken's food on Facebook. And <laughs> 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 if you know, you know. Okay. Uh, well deserved. It's sending me up, but yeah, I do not like. I don't get that dynamic. I don't want to get it. Like Curtis said, when you notice a breakdown between you and your child in terms of communication and stuff, that's something you should be proactive about, not reactive. Don't wait till she gets to New York and is is don't want to fuck with you. Period. Because you have the access and the tools to help her succeed, but you want her to struggle. I'm sick of black people's uh, dependence on struggle. Mm, You can can succeed without struggling. If you have the access, the tools, and the opportunity, and the uh, candy and and pride have it. This idea that you're not supposed to use the resources that are available to you in order to succeed. Like the struggle does not build character the way that y'all think it does. Yeah, You know what builds character? being taught by your parents right emotionally connecting the values that that girl need you have already taught her or you should have already taught her you withholding the resources that she needs to be able to at least try to succeed in the fashion world because it's already a dog eat dog industry why Mm -hmm. are you sending your daughter up there handicapped she Mm -hmm. already handicapped being a black person more so being a black woman Mm. The least you could do is send her up there with some motherfucking bread in her pocket. Meanwhile, the only person that's emotionally connecting and trying to give her the tools is Candy. But that's your biological child. So you need your face slap. Listen. And I mean, I have questions about the, the nature of this relationship when it comes to the kids that they don't have with each other. Because mm. I don't really understand why y'all walking on eggshells with one another. But that's for another episode. We'll we'll yeah. save that and see what else happens because we only on episode six, so we don't know what's mm-hmm. gonna happen this season. But moving right along, so Kenya has a, a new product to get your edges, <laughs> so that they won't be going with the wind. Mm. I'm gonna yeah. be honest. I don't I don't want to support shit Kenya got if it ain't no skincare line to get that skin together. You beat me too. Like <laughs> I I get it. Good for you, bitch. But your skin is trash. Like every time they keep mentioning that shit, I would just I kept coming back to. But your skin, can you? Your skin. You I mean, maybe all it's in edges. the works because clearly, like, you know, she ain't got no product to sell. Because I wouldn't buy it from her now with her skin looking like Star Crunch. So it's not really right. the best time to debut a skincare product if your skin <laughs> is not going to be uh, uh, an example of the benefit of the product you might as well go she, with edges she needs something because she married to mark asterisk so you know she needs some kind of income because that nigga ain't giving her none but you know that's neither here nor there i mean honestly i don't even feel like kenya has income problems i just think she'll bozo so yeah, yeah. and that affects you know that just seeps into all aspects of your life to be quite honest from the men that you choose to the bitches that you try to shade you know you just you, you gotta do what you can. But anyway, so Nene reaches out to Candy to meet for lunch. And whenever Nene reaches out for you, know it's just going to be some mess. And it wasn't nothing but mess. But my thing with that that I did not mind is that at least Nene stood up in it. She was like, I want to see, I want to hear the tea. So I'm going to meet yeah. up with Candy. 
and Candy was like, you know, we haven't spoken since you know, she said she was going to come on the dun- no, after the reunion, the dungeon tour and uh, she ended up, I don't think she went, but she said she wanted to go. So she was like, that's the last time we actually spoke to each other. But I think the last time they saw each other in person was at the reunion. Um, but yeah, Nini immediately starts talking about Portia and Dennis. She's just throwing shade left and right, talking about Portia need a rabies shot. And she Which I did laugh at. I ain't smart. Like she just came out the gate with just shade. Like she was, she was putting on a performance. She was, she was reverting back to season four or five, Nene. Trying to anyway. Yeah. Uh, then she started talking about World Pride and seeing Cynthia and about a mutual friend that recorded Cynthia talking shit. AKA Yvonne. I mean, who else could it be? Right. Uh, and so then Cynthia invites Candy and Kenya to help her pick out some shit because she's talking about doing a bedroom and a renovation to make trying to give her nigga that ain't there a man cave. Yeah, I'm just girl. Like, girl. <laughs> well, he needs space for what? The nigga, he only there a couple he, days out the month. He can get out of his spa- suitcase. <laughs> how he needs space and he ain't there. <laughs> so he don't need space, girl. That space needs to be empty because you need to take your ass to California. <laughs> like, what is you doing in Atlanta? I don't get it. I mean, it's Cynthia, so you know she ain't bread. bread I, well, so. you know what? I do get it because this is your bag. Like, you you pulling in almost $2 million a season, so I get it, I guess. Like, pulling in $2 million just to be the fuck's too bad. <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I ain't mad because I mean, get your bag. Regardless bad. of how much money she was making, could so. that just how she is? She swears she's just like that shaking bitch. everybody down. And I'm like, uh, okay. She swears she that bitch, and it's like if we look at the material, you something, mm. you something. Anyway, so Candy uh, immediately plays run tell that and starts talking about when she met up with. Nini, which honestly we know that that was the real purpose of Nini wanting to meet with Candy because she knew Candy was gonna go back and tell it. Because right. outside of the stuff that Candy has going on in her personal life with Todd and the girls and the surrogate, she don't really have a real storyline. So she's nope. been the kind of the bone carrier to keep the the season moving. All right. She and I'm not mo- really mad at that. She's. I'm not mad at it, but I am going to be mad when she's clearly carrying the bone, but later in the season when the shit blow up and everybody best, she's going to be like, well, I ain't carry the bone. Yes, she did, Candy. Yes, she did. Well, I mean... Because we know it's coming, because that's how Candy is. That's how everybody who who's the bone carrier is, but I'm not even really mad at that, because what's the benefit of me admitting that I carried the bones? Like, that's stupid. Like, <laughs> y'all was going to fight regardless. You know, I was just helping Yvonne because I like mess. But... <laughs> I thrive off negativity. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Although, or rather, in this case, I didn't have a storyline. So the producers was like, well, this is what you got to do, bitch, if you're not going to be in the mess. And I agreed. Because y'all already had mess, regardless of if I did it. But anyway, um, Cynthia starts talking a big shit about, mm. you know, she don't care about receipts or recordings and. And Nene can stick that recording right on up her ass. Oh, and man. I'm like, Cynthia, you talking big shit for somebody who's going to fold in person. But, you know, whatever. Like it folded. That, well. Um, so, Marlo. I, let me sit up for this. Because, bitch. Oh, so go, go, Curtis. Go. Marlo has debuted a wig line. Let's park it right there real quick. Can you imagine? 
Marlo, I don't even know her last name, it don't even fucking matter. Can you imagine Marlo having a wig line? When you look at the material, you look at that shit that's on her head looking like something off of Mario 64. Can you imagine Marlo, LLC, lies bitch and um, Connery having a wig line? Yes, there's plenty of people out here with shit that they don't need. Look at Kylie Jenner got a whole makeup line. The bitch face fake. <laughs> well, fair. You know? The fair. thing, and I liked it because uh, Bravo shady asses ran the receipts back of all her terrible wigs. <laughs> they was like, I, I laugh from a hearty place. Is they like they was all like, is this the bitch that need a wig line? Because them wigs, mm. them wig. What Candace be saying? Them wigs, child. Them wigs. Mm. So she has an event for her wig line launching. It was the most ghetto shit I've ever seen in my life. Definitely was somebody serving beanies and weenies. Definitely a rented space in a strip mall. There were no decorations except for a wall. She went to Garden Ridge and got a whole bunch of tinsel and um, the green shit, whatever the green shit is called put it on the wall, tack some raggedy, dusty wigs on the wall. And that was pretty much it. They had food. I didn't get a good look at the food. I'm not holding my breath about the food. Because at this point, I'm like, if Candy or Kenya and I bring in the food, then I know y'all eating trash. So <laughs> we're just going to leave it at that. Nobody was really eating either. So that's a good sign. Um, so we had this, this wig launching. Of course, uh, Eva does not go. Um, who else didn't go? I think that was it. And they Just were me. asking about Nini, but Nini showed up late, which I mean, that's what she does. Right. Uh, let's see. Let's go down the list a little bit. First and foremost, um, Candy, as uh, brutish as ever, <laughs> a real bull in a china shop, just straight up asked the Yovana lady, so was you the one that recorded Cynthia or not? And I love how Yovana tried to play like, no. Try to I play didn't. it off. Took seven that high minutes to ass voice. <laughs> that high pitch lying. ass voice. Clearly knowing, lying. Knowing good, because girl, process of elimination. Who the fuck else is mutual friends of Nene and Cynthia? And why are you and, so pussy? That that's part. the real question. You pussy. <laughs> After saying like, I don't like care. This, I don't care about none of that other shit. Why are you so fucking scary? Because when you were sitting there with Nene, you was I, and I got receipts, and I got this, and I mm-hmm. got that. Okay, well. Keep that energy wherever you go. Yeah, you were friend and I recorded it and Cynthia's a bitch. And if you want to hear it, here it go. The fact that you had that energy with Cynth- with uh, Nini and Marlo, but you didn't have that energy with Cynthia, I am confusion. Mm. Because I, I also, don't know. Go ahead. I also feel a way like, again, Cynthia's a snake and I'm glad we seeing it, but it's just very rich to see Nini whining about it. Like, mm. that wasn't, it, it wasn't even a conversation to have. You said so much mean and nasty shit to the girls over the years that you getting some of it back. Okay, big whoop. Go on yeah. about your fucking day. For real, for real. Like, you, like you mean- was just taunting Portia while she was going through postpartum depression and getting fucking cheated on. Shit, while pregnant. Calling her all type up. of fat cows and every fucking thing. So if Cynthia done dragged your ass through the mud and back, Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, granted, like you said, Cynthia is a snake, but it's like, Nene, you've been a snake, a mean girl, a bully, all that for 84 years a on moose. this show. You should. A, <laughs> a, Curtis, <moose. laughs> 
Moose. Uh, Moose Leaks. Uh, Bullwinkle. She do. Um, what else? Let's see. So Tanya showed up dressed like Condoleezza Rice. Uh, <laughs> in that cheap ass, fake ass Chanel knockoff outfit. <laughs> she looked a fucking mess. <laughs> why, girl? Why? She definitely looked like like she got left behind. She was the children that were left behind. Yes, and then Marlo emerges. Uh, clearly, she got that shape where extra tight. Um, she had on that wig. She definitely uh, thought she was Mariah Carey. We're going to call mm-hmm. her Scam Mariah Carey. Scam Mariah Carey. Um, and then Nene finally shows up. And she's playing dramatic nice with as fuck. Eh, wasn't that dramatic? I didn't think she was dramatic at all. I think they edited it. She was just dramatic. late. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like she was late, but they edited it dramatically. I don't think she okay, was like, yeah, dramatic. Yeah, yeah. It was the editing. Yeah, they, put, that was they put the music and slowed it down and, not, and cut, was cutting back. I was like, okay. Trying to she make late. it seem like everybody was looking when she walked in. Nobody give a damn. She was no. just late. It was that was no big deal. I did laugh at Portia paying her absolute dust. Same, same. <laughs> like dust. She's like, that's how you curve a bitch. I was like, well, and she deserved yep. it. Yeah, because yeah, well we dragged Nene when she did all that shit. Where Portia was spreading it, we dragged her for that, we and did. it still stands because Nene was a fucking bozo. Mm-hmm. I but wish she had started going to that life coach before she did all that shit with Portia. Listen, that part. Well. Hurt people, hurt people. I guess. Yeah. And Nene looked like somebody that been punched in the face all their life. So. I mean, she paid me to look like that. <laughs> Girl. Girl. She did. She's still, she still ugly though. I ain't gonna. <laughs> and she didn't. And she didn't pay for that shit. She didn't literally had multiple rhinoplasty and still look like that. Yeah, like imagine. Look like that. Imagine, imagine you paying multiple month, multiple sums of money to have rhino plastic, and you still look like a rhino. Yeah, I just figured that's what she wanted to look like. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. clearly she sees something different in the mirror than what we see. But I mean, go off, sis. Maybe mm-hmm. she in transition. She probably still got a few more rhinoplasties. Maybe there's like you can only get so many done per year or something. That, I mean, yeah, that shit that is. A, maybe that was because that's a lot of nose to fix at one time. Yeah. Yeah. And and rhinoplasty is is brutal, <laughs> for lack of a better term. That shit, yeah, she, I, that shit is yeah. too much. She yeah, got she paid, but I did enjoy that that dust yes, that Portia I gave her. I, I absolutely did, yeah. and I'm. Uh, I was, I, I was happy Portia about get it. on my nerves, but I stand with Portia on that. Yeah, bitch, yeah. I like how she's handling me. Yeah, I do enjoy yeah. how she's handling Nini because Nini has deserves- a habit of wanting to cuss you out and then be friends again. Yeah, and, and act I, like nothing I happened. I, yeah, I don't, I don't play with nobody like that. I don't play yeah. with nobody like that. I mean, either, either we good or we ain't. Cause I mean, mm-hmm. when when Cynthia said, I mean, she's still a snake and she's still a bozo. But when Cynthia said, like, when I was friends with Nene, I was Michelle Obama, but now I'm trash. I was like, you still trash, but you didn't lie at the same time. Cause that's how Nene is. And well, she, first thing. Cynthia could shut the fuck up, cause I mean, it was wrong coming from Cynthia, but coming from somebody else, it would have been valid. Like Nene always, you know, been who she is, but yeah. And Cynthia was on that train right again. Cynthia loves trying to be in the graces of the newest mean girl. She's that's, yeah. that's her that's her mo. Yeah. That's it her, was yeah. it was Nene, and then when it wasn't Nene, then she Kenya. wanted to you know, click up with Kenya. 
Then yeah. when Nene and Marlo was beefing, she built nice a friendship evil. with she built a friendship with Marlo. Yeah. When Eva was talking shit about her last season, um, and she realized that she was a mean girl, she was like, Okay, me and Nene beefing, okay, this next she linked you know, up with all the mean kinda... girls because she don't have no backbone of her own. You know what uh Cynthia is? Cynthia is the Gretchen Wieners of Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yeah. That it might be the most accurate thing you've ever said on this podcast, Curtis. And I applaud and, you. And I, I want Thank the you. title Gretchen Wiener. You know what? Let's <laughs> go with that. Yeah. Because people will get it when they listen to it. And it yeah. ain't even that it's shady. It's just very valid. Yeah, Cynthia I mean, look at the material. Is a, Cynthia is, I want to be cool with who's who's in the in crowd now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's very so, accurate, Curtis. You did what you needed to do on that. The yep. best part of the episode, though, <laughs> was when motherfucking Kenya Moore <laughs> crashed the hair installation event with two niggas playing band, band It was only two niggas. It wasn't even a whole marching band. It was a, a marching line of random niggas. A marching nigga. Making all that fucking noise and racket. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I don't give Kenya anything at all because she is a fucking bozo and evil. But I... Laugh from a hearty place when she did that shit. There, that shit was. I, did, I gave her a lot this episode because yeah, it, I gave her a it lot takes that because... some steel ovaries to do some shit like this. Well, the thing is, Marlo <laughs> has been fucking with everybody possible this Literally. season. Yes, mm-hmm. fucking with yeah, Eva, for t- fucking with uh, with Mark, fucking with Kenya. You know, trying to run the conversation with Cynthia and this, that, and the third. You got so much to say. The bitch brought it to your front door and you start screaming for security. Security. With that security. lame man, like Marlo, we won't go. And girl, the security standing there like, bitch, what you want? No, listen, security like girl, I don't know you. And them folks was more interested in them edge products than them goddamn wigs. Because they, they snatched I mean, that shit right on up. I mean, Thank let's be you. honest. Let's be honest. If as much as we clown Kenya about that skin, if you look at her hair. Or wigs, and you look at Marlo's hair and her wigs, you gonna go and There's have more interest winner. in Kenya than you are Marlo because Marlo be up here selling wigs, and it's like, girl, your hair look like a fucking forest fire. I know and you I, fucking lying. I stand Kenya in this act and nothing else, but in this act because not only did she basically said it with her whole chest. She took a business opportunity. Like, she yeah. didn't show up empty-handed. She was like, yeah. not only am I going to crash your little wig line, bitch, I'm also going to bring everybody some edge control so that when they are wearing their wigs, they flourishing underneath, unlike you. <laughs> I yeah. was like, oof. Yeah. Oof, oof. I, can't okay. even, I can't even hold you. Because usually, you know, Kenya do some, you know, shady shit, and she be like, but I didn't do that. I like, come I on. I mean, it's hit or miss. She picks yeah. and chooses when she stands up in it. But she stood up in this shit, and I mean, if we look at the Listen, material, she was over there cackling like she was having a grand old time. I would too. Let me tell you something. When Marlo called security, and security was like, "I mean, girl, I'm trying to get these products," I was hollering. They was like, and then when they ran the the beautiful bean footage of Kenya kicking people out of her shit, like Martin, mm, and she specifically, was like, specifically I, Marlo. I do this, sweetie. This is my mo, not yours. I was like, well. I mean, trying to get the crowd to chant. It was just all of them. And you can tell the producers were like uh, coaching some of the people to try to start chanting because the people was like. The only one that chanted really was Yovana's stupid ass. I mean, there was people in the crowd that were halfway chanting, but nobody nobody was 
was committed. So I was like, this is definitely poorly staged because them people didn't care. They was there for the mess. They didn't care right. about them wigs. And my thing is, you have a whole wig installation event. You got them, you got the ladies on the show. You ain't even picking other people from the crowd playing these wig games but i'm like but you don't have anybody that can actually install wigs there you don't have a big collection of wigs for anybody to see to try on to do shit you got 14 wigs staked to that damn wall and that's it like Mm. but this is supposed to be an installation not just you're not just selling wigs you're selling the whole product the whole installation but nobody's there actually installing the wigs. That, I was very, very lost. As much as many scams as you don't ran, Marlo, you can't run this one effectively, bitch. I know you fucking lying. I mean, this is a, you're assuming that her scams were successful. Fair, fair. And there are many shady jokes there, but we're gonna leave it. Mm. We're gonna leave that right where it is. Mm. Uh, and that was pretty much the whole episode. Um, as co- of course, when Kenya did decide that you know she did what she needed to do um all of her products were off of the little tray she was like i'm gone i'm gonna go see about my baby and then of course marlo in typical fashion she waits till people starts walking out to want to start trying to read them and throw up a whole bunch of details from their life into the shit like every time we clown eva for leaving but marlo wait till eva leave oh you're living above your knees oh you did this oh you did that oh and it's just like why you don't say none of this during the actual conversation because she's a scary ass mean girl she can dish it when they not there but she can't take it Oh, yeah. lily ass bitch. Oh, oh I want to throw a which, drink on you while you walking away ass bitch. Yes, which also, and Candace brought this up in the pregame, which I didn't know. I want to know why people were clowning Nene for leaving. Oh, yeah. I, forget, I didn't yeah, get no. that. Like, I would have left too. What reason is there Nene, for me to stay? Nene says she's been seeing a life coach, and part of that life coaching is knowing what not to engage. Mm. Okay. I would have left because, and you, and what's crazy is in that episode, you could see the look in Nene's eyes that she wanted to punch Kenya in her shit. Yeah, we all know that Kenya cannot fight. Yes. Okay, she couldn't even handle a uh, little goofy old ass Portia when, when she Portia was about to put hands couch. and feet on her. Exactly. Portia did put hands and feet on her. <laughs> Nene looked like she was ready to stomp the shit out of Kenya. Yeah, and and Cynthia. For real, for real. Like, Mm -hmm. for me, I feel like it was several people there that don't rock with Nene. So Portia and Kenya and, oh, and Cynthia. And then you got Kenya coming in here making this huge spectacle, right? And you just trying to show up and be supportive. Like, for me, that just seemed like a lot of drama I don't want to stay a part of, period. Because I'm going to end up lining these hoes up and slapping them. For real. Because they all them. sitting there, they all laughing, they all talking to Kenya like the shit cute. And again, I give Kenya her props for violating Marlo because Marlo has been violating some of everybody. But as a friend, I would have been like, yeah, Kenya, this not the wave at all. I don't respect nothing you doing for real, for real. Yeah. Because you had Portia escorted out one of your parties when she showed up and you you was pissed at her. You had her escorted out. So I, I, to me, it was like, what, what reason is there to stay in this atmosphere where these girls are thriving on this bullshit? 
And who was it that was trying to get her? Yovana stupid. Again, Yovana stupid ass. First, and like Nene said, girl, don't knock on my Bentley window. What's your motherfucking problem? I'll beat your ass. Yeah. And I, I fully believe Nene would have beaten Yovana ass. It would have been well deserved. Like, girl, what are you doing? This like, girl, no, you, this ain't no Camry. You barely on this show and you up here doing the fucking most. I mean, she doing the, the most being on the show. But... Yeah. You're not we wrong. We shall see what goes on for the rest of the season. But that's it for Real Housewives. Come on, Candace. Bring us home to Black Ink. Because, ooh, nigga. <sighs> mm. Back to the Windy City. Mm. The Windy Bitches. So, first mm. things first, before we get into some other shit, I want to discuss. Oh, first, let me tell you, I'm not discussing the four Don helping with the kids shit. Because, again, I ain't signed up for no family TV. So. Right. This is the most you're going to get from it. Now, moving back. Um, I'm sick of Ryan playing victim, okay? Mm. I'm very sick of Ryan playing victim. Rachel owes you nothing. You violated your relationship one too many times, and she just don't want to be bothered anymore. So as a as a manipulation tactic, you're going to try to be the sad little, the sad little piece of shit who's sleeping in the shop because you can't go back home to Rachel and your kids. You did that to yourself. Rachel didn't do that to you. You the one that decided to be in that bathroom. When he was kids. like, I knew this was coming. When she was like, you know, their son, Miles, told her that he's sleeping in the shop. Y'all, I knew this was going to happen. You was waiting on that. Right. Like, apart, like as, as much as I, I like Ryan and I love his work as a tattoo artist and he's incredibly fine, what he's doing in terms of Rachel is typical ain't shit nigga behavior. You mm-hmm. fuck everything up, you blow everything up, but then you want to be the victim. You're not oh, a Don- victim. Oh, Donnell Jones ass nigga. And like Rachel said, regardless of what goes on between us, our children need two homes where they can spend time with their parents, not in their our work settings. Yeah. Period. That's it. Rachel good, she don't want to be bothered no more. And I wouldn't either. Right. All of he, all the Mercedes and shit in the world don't material things don't comfort you when somebody break your fucking heart. Let's over be honest and over about it. And over again. And honestly, I don't feel like that door is closed and locked completely, but she has definitely gotten to a point where it's not only do you need to get your shit together, but you need to prove that you've gotten your shit together and you need to sustain it for yeah. however long before I even consider letting you back into my life and that and back into my bed. Yeah, I agree that the door is not closed, but Ryan just doing the bare minimum and assuming that, that he, he ain't even doing the bare minimum. minimum. He's yeah. not doing anything. Like Candace said, he's, he's trying shot. to manipulate the situation. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not going to hold you. I'm sure losing your home to a degree is depressing. But how you going about it is not respectable. Yeah, yeah, it's not. And it's not doing the work. Proving nope. that you can suffer for your actions is not doing work to get back the relationship you messed up. If you want to prove to Rachel that you in, that you may actually this time be a changed person, take the steps to get your shit together and get healthy. Yeah, Get healthy mm-hmm. mentally. Get your yeah. shit together mentally. Ryan nope. don't have his shit together mentally. Go to the therapy that you swore up and down. I mean, he did, but swore up and down that four needed last season. Not only that, get the therapy, get a place 
establish yourself so that you can spend time with your kids outside of the shop. Go to therapy. Be Rachel's friend Mm -hmm. and be the co-parent that she deserves to have. Stop making it about just the relationship. It's it's bigger than the relationship at this point. It's bigger than the romance. Yeah, a lot of cishet black men specifically really struggle with that just being a friend like a real legitimate emotionally connected friend in that aspect and ryan is a clear example of that especially after they fuck up yeah i mean like i said i don't i i applaud rachel for standing her ground standing her ground on this and not and not allowing him to manipulate her into taking him back and doing what she has to do for her in the grand scheme of things, while I think Ryan is incredibly attractive and they make a beautiful couple, I truly do hope Rachel moves on possibly and finds somebody that will treat her amazingly. Because Ryan has shown us over and over and over again, that's not his aim. Yeah. Every, you, like, get your, you get your woman, treat her like shit, she leave, you cry that you want her back, she come back. You treat her like shit. She leave again. Like this is an ugly cycle when it comes to Ryan and Rachel and somebody has to break it. And I'm glad that it's her. Yeah. I'm glad that like, she's taking her power back. Like Curtis said it in the pregame, but imagine being Ryan and throwing all that you got at home with Rachel over fucking cat. Yeah. I'm, Ooh. You threw away a beautiful partnership and friendship that y'all or have been cultivating. That y'all have been cultivating since y'all were what in high school? Yep. Yeah. Y'all been off and on for a long time. Y'all are finally in the position. You got financial and business success. You got checks coming from the show. You on TV. You got national brands. Your children are beautiful and thriving. You had everything going for you. You had all the things that you claimed you wanted, and you threw it all away to play bumper gums in the shower with cat. Mm. Bumper guns. Cat ain't even half like the it. woman that Rachel is. Mm. I'm going full Beyonce is, and, and, I, and I'm not. And to be <laughs> and to be honest, I'm not. I'm not taking anything away from Cat because, again, Ryan had a responsibility to be upfront and honest with Cat, yeah. and he honestly he played games with her too, and we called him out on that. Yeah, because he played games with both of them. He yeah. start when he started when he started messing around with Cat. He and Rachel wasn't together. Right, but he wasn't honest and, with and, her. And he wasn't honest with Kat that, you know, me and Rachel got back together. And, you know, while I think the world of you, I, I don't see it for us like that. Yeah. And I don't he allowed both Kat and, he allowed yeah, Kat he and playing, Rachel to be blindsided. He, he was playing both sides against the middle. And he got caught. And that's just what the fuck it is. Yeah. So you got to own yeah. that. And leave, leave that woman the fuck alone trying to manipulate her into taking you back and just focus on being a better person because if you're a better person it doesn't matter who it is you'll treat women better it doesn't matter if it's rachel or it doesn't matter if it's kitty don't matter if it's cat it don't matter who it is next time around work on being a better person so that you move better in relationships because Mm -hmm. you totally shitted on rachel several times and i I'm glad she like, mm, I'm good, love, enjoy. Come yeah. pick these motherfucking kids up yeah. and get Rachel an apartment. Rachel needed to do um, far as like checking Cat because Cat definitely tried to come on her like, bitch, I was his cinnamon apple, not you. And it's like, girl, 
But she definitely has consistently kept her foot on Ryan's neck. Like, nigga, you fucked up, not I. And so that's the material. Bitch, you a rotten pair. Curtis. Man, bitch. <laughs> a dusty blueberry, bitch. Ain't nothing wrong with you. <laughs> a Veruca sawed-ass gums, bitch. You better go on some motherfucking Veruca ain't gonna never be sick. You ain't gonna never be shit with them swollen marsupial-ass gums, bitch. You better go on some motherfucking Leave us. Honey, do melon ass gums, girl. Get the fuck up out of here. Mm. Then but you are Ryan, a fantastic tattoo artist. <laughs> you are. You're good at what yeah. you do. Uh, but then Ryan had a talk with his son, who is cute as a fucking button. First Jeez, of all, that hair, man. That hair. Okay. Oh, Bruno Mars ass hair. That's a cute ass boy. Just, now I didn't know it. that Ryan's grandmother was full Japanese. Same. Uh, I didn't I know did. that either. I did know that. Mm. Uh, that's Come why on, his mama got that. That's why his mama got that exotic ass name. You know what? That makes sense. Yeah. His mom yeah. is mixed too. Yeah. 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 And his and so and his dad as well. So I mean, it makes sense why he's as gorgeous as he is. Right. I was about and to he say definitely. He definitely looks uh exo- exotic to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's not yeah. about the hair. It's just the skin tone, mm. the facial features, and all that kind of stuff. And the thing is, I think Ryan is a wonderful dad. But I like we said, he got to get out his feelings and handle that. Yeah, he's a wonderful dad. He's a wonder. Well, now he is a good businessman. Everything else, he is subpar at best, and that's. Being I kind. mean, you know, it's just, it's par for the course. There's a lot of people that. I mean, it's not many people who are successful in all aspects of their life all the time. Yeah. Um, and clearly, yeah, I mean, you know, we. Yeah. I mean, he a typical straight man, so we know that he still had a lot of growth. Um, yeah, I didn't realize he was as short as he is, though. <laughs> like, yeah, they, they didn't pull any punches about like Ryan is short. <laughs> and you know what? Five, but it's fine. I, I like yeah, short. Yeah, he's men. short. He's short. When you that fine, you could be it short or matter. tall. It don't matter. Mm-hmm. It do not matter. You could be when you that fine. Yeah, he's a handsome boy. Handsome boy. He, he's beyond. That's a fine motherfucker, man. For real, for real. And he definitely needs to try to step his foot into the modeling world, cause he he got it. But I could see him on on the centerfold of a cover. I, I yeah, see. I enjoyed him seeing the talk he had with his son, and but he just uplifting him and not letting him beat himself up, and t- you know, being yeah. what what a his president accounted a for a father should be, and and. His son's face lit up when he was like, you know, okay, dad, you finally gonna get an apartment so we could kick it outside the shop? Let's right. fucking go. I feel like his son was like, I have been waiting for you. 84 <laughs> years. Right. Yeah. <laughs> for you to get uh, a damn lease. <laughs> for you not to be sleeping on this motherfucking floor on this shop. Exactly. You too damn fine to be that trifling around. And you have such a cute ass son. Like, so, so, Ryan, your, you and your son deserve better. Sorry, get it the fuck together. Speaking of needing to get it the fuck together, mm. it, Charmaine, is it crack you smoke? Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes. You know what? Mm-mm, let me back up. This British bitch, how delusional are you where you think racism across seas is not as bad as it is here in the U.S.? Let me tell you Girl. Something. You are jaded and stupid than a motherfucker. Y'all would farewell in the UK. No, no, no. We wouldn't. Yeah, that was the most. I, I, listen, ahead, I, was, I was just sitting there. I had to blink twice and then run it back. Because I was like, what is she? Is, is it two Londons? Listen, that was the most. 
airheaded. That was the most airheaded, disconnected, I am not my ancestor's ass t-shirt response you could have ever had. I was like, Jess, I know you fucking lying to me. I mean, are y'all surprise no i'm not yeah i am because even a lot of even a lot of even when people are bozos they still understand certain dynamics and it is no fucking secret especially when they from there that black people do not fare well in the world period yeah racism lives to destroy black people. And I don't care what country, what continent you are living on. If you are black, the powers to be will always try to oppress you. But her her teeth is big. And so you might be right, Curtis. Like, Like, I mean, anybody that believes Charmaine's story about what's going on in them shops, I don't have high hopes. You know what? That's a... I wasn't surprised that she was stupid on this because it just... It doesn't seem like, and I mean, she said it in, in her, when they gave her, you know, a little introduction last episode about how naive she is. She's never done anything but tattoo for 10 years And then years she in asked the, the question, something about, do you get carjacked? Like, girl, what? Mm. Y'all need to turn, quit now, that was anti-black. <laughs> quit listening to everything they fucking tell you. Because I was like, what? Girl, I ain't gonna now, lie. If you had said, "Am I gonna get?" If you have been like, "Am I gonna get shot?" Then you might have had it. It might have been different because I mean, it's Chicago. I mean, you know, I mean, niggas get shot every day in Chicago. I mean, listen, they better than me because if 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 they if she would have asked me, "Do y'all get caught?" I would have been like, "You want to find out?" Curse. <laughs> She was being a whole dummy bitch, and that was like all. Uh, but let me tell you something: when she shaded the fuck out of Charmaine when they asked her, "Would you get a tattoo for Charmaine?" and she was like. Oh, I mean, the bitch don't know how to tattoo. Well, so that the wasn't surprising. That was the other part. Let's teach Charmaine how to tattoo. You don't mm. randomly teach people who are not great artists how to tattoo. That is not how say, that works. A person that's not an artist, period. Never that's has one been. Of, that's one of those things that is literally a, a God-given talent. Like, a God-given talent. And first that comes, the first before you even tattoo it comes the artistry. Listen. Tattoo artists are typically amazing artists. Listen, Charmaine, do you know how much I wish I could draw? Oh my listen, god. Listen. Oh. It's two two talents I really wish I had. And that was one, like you said, Curtis, being able to draw or being able to play the piano. Like that's yes. that's some some a lot of that shit is you just you are born with it. Yeah. Now, does it have to be trained and coached properly? Yes. But typically artists are born with that God-given talent. And they build on it and they keep moving into it. But I was like, girl, shut the fuck up. And this is, again, all that him and Han people doing, I've seen on Twitter about how Ryan Hayden, but again, mm-hmm. a, a person running a tattoo shop should have some ties to tattooing other than fucking on people who tattoo. Well said, friend, well said. Because again, I, and I keep coming back to this, and I say this in the group chat, Every opportunity, it seems to me, and I could be wrong because I'm wrong on a lot, but I could be wrong. But every time it seems on this show so far, we're three episodes in, Charmaine takes every opportunity to take shots at Nine Mag. Meanwhile, the current shop that she has as co-owner is literally a Nine Mag light. I mean, but she, she bitter. Mm. And it's just, you, she going to stay bitter as long as she cannot hold herself accountable for her role in the things that happened to her. Just like Candace laid out last episode. 
all of the shit that you have kicked up, nobody has, you have not gotten uh, an unfair deal in anything. Mm. You just, no. you got what your hand called for. It just so happened that it came back 10 times harder and it ended up with you sitting out on your ass on the street with no job. When the clown comes back to bite. And honestly, like a you are a whole bozo sitting here holding on to this bitterness because you have taken what has happened to you and it has spurned you to have your own shit, to have your own shop, have your own artist. You can do things the way that you want to do. Meanwhile, if that ain't a come up, I don't know what the fuck is. If that's not the silver lining in a bad situation coming to shine brightly right in front of your motherfucking face, I don't know what is. But I mean, you she's so damn butt hurt because you feel like Ryan owes you something, and that man owes you literally nothing. You have never brought anything worth value to his shop. Why would he give you anything more than? maybe a, sh a shoulder to cry on and he don't even give you that but he is a stand-up well, guy has. to a no, degree he has. He's let, me finish. let me finish he has been a stand-up enough guy that he has stood by you when you were going through it but that doesn't mean that he needs to have you in his everyday life because look at the shit that you be on shit when you, he gave you a shoulder to cry on you threw you shitted on his fucking shoulder so it's like why would he give you that and then the irony of you Shitting on Nymag and oh, Nymag was the worst. And you know, I love having my own shop because Nymag would never function out like that. Meanwhile, and I know Candace finna get to it in a second. The shitting you happening in your new shop is the same shit that happened in Nymag, but with but worse. I mean, I said that last episode. Uh, I was like, it's going. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's worse. worse. It's just Not yet. The same. Anyway. <laughs> it's just the same old shit, and it. Yeah. But Again. we said that last episode about you being around Ryan all this time and not learning anything. You learned sure nothing from Nine Mag. But before I a get waste there, of time. <laughs> Charmaine, is it crack you smoke? Because what would possess you to marry some uh, some a man whose mama treats you like that? Y'all gonna try. get y'all gonna get mm. enough of marrying these weirdo ass mama boys who do not put they the fear of God in their own mamas about how they treat the women in their lives. Let me tell you something. Mm. First, it's, she Haitian, and that explains a lot. because she. I did not know that until that epi this episode. I ain't know Nick was Haitian until this episode. He ugly like a Haitian man. Yeah, he ugly like a Haitian man. He ugly than a motherfucker. Uh. Haitian women be, well, not his mama. <laughs> she ugly too. Anyway, uh. moving on. Do not, let me. Mm. Stand up in the frame. I don't on. care how wild Charmaine is. Do not fix your fat fucking mouth to question what type of parent I will be. Because historically, all parents have been some wild motherfuckers before they had children. It's truly a rite of passage. My mama was a was a was a hot girl in her heyday. I was getting it in before I became somebody's wife and mama, enjoying my life, living it up, partying, traveling, spending my money how I see fit, doing what the fuck I wanted to do. So don't ever fix your fat fucking ugly mouth to question the type of parent I'm going to be and think you're going to micromanage how I parent. Not in your ugly, terrible wig wearing fucking life. And the fact that she even felt comfortable enough to say some shit like that to Charmaine tells you all you need to know about how much Neek 
puts his foot down with his mom. Which is not at all. Yep. And I ain't even going to get on the food. Here's the thing. Charmaine pregnant. And pregnant women deserve a lot of grace. They may be assholes. They get emotional, hormonal. They could be motherfuckers. You don't want to be around them. But the fact of the matter is all of that is typically going on because they are cultivating brand new life. A whole ass another human being, my nigga. So even someone like Charmaine will get grace while she's pregnant because she deserves it period i have purposely stopped myself from adding her since the season premiered because i don't think it's right to run into pregnant woman's mentions talking shit yeah because when you pregnant you process everything completely different than when you not everything gets and you get you in your feelings when you pregnant you cry about every fucking thing your hormones all over the place. You don't need somebody purposely being fucking mean to you. And his mom was very fucking mean to Charmaine when she cooked for him. For no cooked fucking for, reason. Well, for her, with her ugly yeah. ass. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, two uh, things can be true at the same time. Like, all of that is true. But if the food was nasty, it was nasty. But you should have had enough tact to be like, I appreciate the effort. And left it at that. You didn't have to tell her that it was nasty. I would have told her, like, this this is your first time time cooking Haitian (laughs) food. Let me teach you some of my favorite Haitian recipes next time. Because finding recipes off the internet, it leaves a lot to be desired. Because you got motherfuckers giving you Haitian recipes who are not Haitian and have never been to Haiti. Listen, she got that shit from Jesse Wu. (laughs) Curtis. (laughs) Curtis. C-Star, please. (laughs) Jesse Wu. Jesse (laughs) Wu. But you know what? Um, Neek Neek is not real either because why would you let your woman go out like that? You know that she got them recipes from the internet. Well, Candace been calling him a bitch forever, which I... He been a a bitch, but even still... It's okay for her to experiment. And if his mom didn't like it, even if he didn't like it, like you said, it was a way to present that without being mean like she was. Ooh, yeah. it's salty yeah. and it's a little dry. Let me, like, girl, shut the fuck up. First of all, Haitian like, food ain't that fire to fucking begin with. So it ain't that much improving on it. Charmaine gonna be able to do. I could tell you that myself. I could tell you that. This shit ain't that fucking fire. Mm. Well, it's all right in terms of island food f- from different islands haitian food definitely is at the bottom of the list for me i mean i definitely would get caribbean over haitian but you know y'all both gonna but get it, up into lunch. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i can actually fight so ain't nobody gonna that part <laughs> that part hey, i've been had, been had hands and, right. and i got aim and i and i travel with a bodyguard ain't nobody gonna lay a hand i was gonna me. say gonna ain't nobody gonna beat my ass so i mean so yeah they're gonna have to get through mike to get to me so i feel sorry mm. for him good luck but mm. Again, like she could have just, she could have just did it differently. She could have been like, "I appreciate yeah. the, your first try Haitian food. Next time, I want to teach you some of my favorite Haitian yeah. recipes." She was being like, an overly. Oh, go ahead, curse my dad. That tired ass. I'm the mom, and I'm gonna treat you uh, like trash until you prove yourself otherwise. That shit is tired. That old dogma ass Christian value ass having shit. Girl, fuck you. Then, then for Charmaine to have to come in and check his mom versus him doing it. Let me tell y'all something. 
if I had a problem with Mike's mom, Mike would handle it because that's and Mike's those. mom and that's Mike's responsibility to always make sure that his wife is good. If Mike had a problem with my mom, I would step in. I would talk to my mom. I would check the situation. It would not be Mike's responsibility to get my mom together. It would be mine. Because that's about establishing boundaries mm. and making your partner feel protected and respected. Listen to not so Nobody can disrespect my husband. Period. Dot. Mother, father, grandmother, auntie, uncle, cousins, best friends. No, but I am not going for that period. And Mike can't disrespect the people in my life, nor does he have a desire to. So the fact that your wife had to step in and defend herself against your mother, it just tells me an awful lot about the type of bitch that you really are, Neek. Yeah. It really, it truly does. You just are truly a bitch. Yeah, we've been calling that for a minute that Nick is a bitch. And I mean, if we look at the material, I mean, look at the hairline. Well, yeah. Speaking of hairlines, these two motherfuckers in Charmaine's shop, the shop that she swears is so much better than Nine Mag and blah, blah, blah. Yet, uh-huh. you don't have a non-fraternization clause in their contract. So it's only natural that when people think they have free reign to do what they want to do at work, they're going to do what they want to do at work. Mm. And this light-skinned Chico DeBarge sensitive ass nigga <laughs> has fallen in love with this big gum girl at the shop. What's her name? I don't know the bitch name. Can't tattoo, that's her name. Yes. Can't yes. No tat. No t- <laughs> <Curtis>. <laughs> Um, They go on this little picnic date and they... And he's like, you know, so we can't say nothing at the shop. And she like, no, keep it on the down low. I just want this for myself and blah, blah, blah. He doesn't want to do it again. This I have a problem with people entering into agreements that they don't really want to agree to. If you want to have an out and open relationship and she does not, y'all need to part ways. Yes. Period. Call it a fucking day. That's it. All this other, okay, well, we could do it your way and blah, blah, blah. No. Oh, this old Bryson Tiller, this old Bryson Tiller-ass relationship? Well, yeah, exactly. So Jess decides to have a slumber party. Which girl? At her house, and everybody is slumbering. Um, First things first, Charmaine, you are married, you are fucking newlywed and pregnant showing up in honeymoon lingerie. Titties all out. Titties out. Where your Where your where your employees are. Why don't you have any tact? Why don't you know that there's a time and a place for everything? Why are you dressed that provocatively in front of your employees? Again, harkening back to your point, again, swearing that NIMAG was the worst, but yet you're doing the same shit that you was doing in NIMAG and allowing allowing the same shit shit in NIMAG. Could you not have showed up in just one of those fleece onesies? Okay, I was girl. Say, you say some pajamas, you, like girl, you pregnant. You don't need, like, you don't need to do all this to have a good time. Pro- and it's just not professional. I'm gonna be honest with you. Nope. I nope. can't imagine, and I know I work in a more traditional work setting, so I it's easy for me to say what I would or would not ever do. But even in a non-traditional sense, even if we all got everybody on the network together, went on a little vacation, hung out. 
I'm not walking around you motherfuckers in lingerie because this is, yes, we are friends, but this is also a business type of thing. And right. it's about showing decorum intact, not walking around in full lingerie around y'all. Because that's, that's because you have business acumen, friend. And Charmaine does not. Is a stupid motherfucker. Well, speaking of stupid motherfuckers, mm. This light-skinned nigga, but go ahead, friend. This light-skinned nigga is sensitive. First of all, why are you uh, so upset that other people are dancing on her and playing with her and, and they don't know that you and her are even fucking talking? When it was your he decision spent the, for them to not know that He spent his whole talking. time at this fucking pajama party trying to let people know without letting people know he fucking that girl. Oh, silent clues ass nigga. Boy, fuck like, you. Stop Ooh, being so fucking his weird. He was in his feelings. He was annoying. Oh, typical Drake ass nigga. Yeah, it wasn't that deep at all. Like, literally, why would you be so upset? No, nobody know y'all fucking around. That man literally was just fucking playing around. It wasn't nothing serious. He right. wasn't trying to fuck on her or nothing. They he was just the all man. drunk. They all drunk having a good time and you getting in your feelings about a bitch that don't nobody know that you didn't French kiss. Right. You ain't even fucked the goddamn girl. Y'all French kissed and you acting like that. And it was your decision to go along with the fact that don't nobody need to know that y'all French kissed. Boy, fuck you. Since if I was you, I would chalk him immediately. Immediately. You tell tell Pancake Batter Roger Klotz to get the fuck ASAP. You don't need you don't need that kind of negativity in your life because you need to work on your motherfucking tattoo. Man. <laughs> Shit. You are you need to work on your artistry. Let me hearken it back to my friend Candace. Listen, you need, you need to work on your artistry. You need to work on your pen game, but not that kind of pen. Because the the you, North remembers you, that no, terrible you need ass to find wolf another tag. Career. Fuck mm. fuck your artistry. Find you something else to do. Mm. Go straight. Leave us alone. <laughs> <laughs> Don't don't do shit else with us with yeah. these tattoos. But he yeah, the light skinned nigga had a conniption trying to fight his co-worker. And as we see in the previews, this is going to continue on at the shop. Uh Jess is going to find out that the two of them are messing around and be like, one of y'all gotta go. Either y'all stop fucking around or one of y'all out of here. Because all this this fraternization shit is detrimental, which is again something that Charmaine should have put into place yep. had she learned from so many of the mistakes that had been made in Nymag. That she has and made her damn self. She's so busy trying to uh, feed them cupcakes and shit, she's not actually getting to the meat of potatoes of what it takes to have a successful business. And one of them, typically in an environment like that, where uh, so much is non-formal and you know what I'm saying? It's definitely important to put those type of clauses in the contracts. Like, no, yep. You cannot be messing with people within the shop. That is a no-no. If yep. we find out, you will be let go from Second City Inc. I, hey, right. one, if y'all, if it's that important, one of y'all need to go to a different shop then. Yep. Right. If it's that, if it's working out that way, well. it's true love. You need to truly get because the, the because at the first time that you don't like something, you about to tear the whole goddamn shop apart over some pussy that you didn't get yet. Right. And again, Charmaine, you should know this better than anybody because not only have you witnessed it, you've done it. Well, anyways, that was that was it for Black Ink. I'm looking forward to next week with more of this fighting. And I'm 
looking forward to going on Ryan's Twitter and seeing the reactions because she swear that Second City Inc. is so much more progressive and far better than Black Inc. And I mm. see Jess arguing with the girl, the girl talking about, oh, so I'm a hoe and all this other shit. Like, oh, okay. It, and it took only three episodes. Three, three episodes, episodes to let us know that it is uh, absolutely not better than Black Ink. Three episodes in, and you niggas already. And it's fight. not better than Nine Mag, should I say? So good. Thank you, Charmaine. One thing I love about you, bitches, you always prove yourself to be wrong. <laughs> like you are always <laughs> wrong, bitch. Everything you say, the exact opposite, always comes to fruition. So they thank cons- you. They are consistently bozos. Yeah. So mm-hmm. thank you. Um, Before we uh, yeah, wrap it up, I, I just have a quick thing that I want to say to VH1. Uh, I don't know who approved this shift on your uh, online and using like the the Xfinity Stream app, but why the fuck are y'all cutting commercials in the middle of scenes instead of the designated places for commercials? Yo, why the I'm fuck like, are y'all doing that? It was hard for me to even watch this episode because they kept cutting in the middle of the scenes. I'm like, y'all got more commercials than y'all have show. Like, what the fuck is happening? I mean, I don't even mind the commercials, but I'm like, but why are we seeing the the transition to commercial and then the transition from commercial back to back because y'all are not putting the commercials where they're supposed to go? I even tweeted them about it, like, who, who approved this? Why are y'all doing this? Mm. So that was annoying because, like I said, it, it was hard for me to, to keep up with certain parts of the show because it was like it would be two minutes and then commercial two minutes commercial like god damn and then there's all this transition with this boo-boo ass song by four another thing i'm glad that you mentioned before um i've finally figured out what it is about four's rapping that really irritates me the most please share why i personally feel like it's not really popping he doesn't have a rap voice like every you know time what, you, you hear can... him rap, he sound bored. He sound like he reading instead of rapping. Right. And it's just like, if you're not gonna put no energy into the music, the energy not gonna come back to you, baby. I just I need to tell you. Right. But mm-hmm. Just do porn. <laughs> so it's for my enjoyment <laughs> and benefit, you know. I won't even I won't even rip it. You know what I'm saying? I'll put, you know, unless it's unreasonably priced, you know. But only fours. Get you a get you get you an only dick. And <laughs> <laughs> I, will be, <laughs> I will be one of your first subscribers. I'm just saying. But I'm never going to purchase music. I need you to understand that and accept it. Okay. Only this is what I need from you. All right. Only Gooch. But that's fine. <laughs> Um, so let's wrap things up, you guys. We are having that live show. Listen, we need y'all to purchase tickets. So again, we're hoping that y'all are getting ready to gear up on that after Christmas and New Year's passes. But you know, it's it's supply and demand. Like we can't supply if there's no demand. So y'all need to show up and show out. Um, also make sure that you are checking out the Patreon to help us pay for the live show because the shit is not free. In fact, it is expensive. All right, me and Candace have been going over the finances and I'm just going to tell you, okay, my my wig is askew a la Marlo. Um, mm. 
but we're doing that. And if you don't have any cash for any of that, I understand because this is Trump's America. And, you know, because Beyonce is such a capitalist, she, nobody has any money. <laughs> let, <laughs> let the internet tell it. Um, <laughs> just go and leave some five-star reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts and help us bump us up in the comedy uh, genre. And that's it for me. What y'all got? Purchase your tickets, niggas. And that's all I got. Oh, it's some merch, too. Oh, because we do have a uh, shout out to my uh, friend Candice. Um, our newest podcast, Mystic Moments, that's hosted by Gangsta Gurry, just released some merch. Uh, they got some fire Mystic Moments shirts. They are currently on sale for 25% off, so you can get yourself a Mystic Moments shirt for $15 if you rock with Gary or that show. Check that out. And then we also have all the other merch, the fine-ass mama, uncle, whatever you want it to be shirt also as well that was designed by Bree. That's it. We hope to see you in February. But in the meantime, in between time, enjoy these jokes. We'll see y'all next week. Peace, dude.